The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered. Twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Thursday, everybody. What is up? And welcome into the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherp and book map brought the Bostonian live on YouTube and Twitter at Boston versus the book. Sirius XM replay channel 159 sports grade TV on a Thursday where we are absolutely loaded. There are not many days in the entire calendar, Dave, where we see both hockey, football, baseball, no, no, baseball tomorrow, but we have college football. NFL football, NHL, NBA, all today. How are you, sir? Good. Actually starting, I think, made the turn last night. Actually slept the whole night through. Nice. Starting to come out. All the stuff is all, I mean, it's been coming out, but feel better. Um, Things sound better. Things look good. Monday's the ultimate equinox, sports equinox, because we have all of it. Everything playing this, so we have everything well, but tomorrow. baseball today. No, tomorrow you'll be tomorrow. Will be There's no NFL football. tomorrow. Oh, right. Sorry, college football. Right, right, right. Okay, sorry. Yep. So we have it Monday. all on Monday with the Monday night football. Uh, all of it on Monday. Get ready, content space creators. Here we go. Your Equinox same game teasers. Here we go in parlays. Why are we doing it? Get your videos ready to go. You're oh, walking, man. talk. You know, here we go. Get them all ready to go. Here's my Equinox parlay. It's coming. Oh, you know it's coming. It is is 100% going to be a thing on Monday. Our feeds are going to be inundated with that. It's crazy how it all happens like that. Like you just open up the feed and it just pop, but, but, and it's too much. Too much. It's too much. It's unoriginal, is what it is. It's just become the same thing every single day day and the algorithm just keeps feeding this nonsense over and over again i hate the for you on twitter i don't need it i don't need the suggestions i don't want it because half the time i'm like why is this on my screen and oh wait a minute i don't even follow this person and now i'm having to actually watch this person's content for 20 seconds or whatever i get caught doing so Mm. No, not not a fan, but, you know, it is what it is. We have a lot to get to today on the program. We'll start with what happened last night, however, because the NBA comes back. Christoph, before we get into the sports and serious, talk a little bit about real life and what's going on, what happened last night. Just get it out of the way because people were watching. I was trying not to. Oh, I mean, we got to address it. It's, it's, It's just what we do. We talk about sports and we keep things light. But reality touched a lot of people last night. A lot of people were upset, angry, don't know what to do. And, you know, I didn't see it because I was doing content. I saw it. And the place was Lewiston, Maine. I immediately called you. I said, what? You know people here? And you were like, boom. And we had, I mean, that was like a 
want to shake people to the core a little bit? Like this is touching reality, reality for you. Okay. <laughs> I was going to get into it. Um, so my sister's boyfriend was in the same unit as the mass shooter from last night. It's Army, Army reserves. They went on a trip together to West Point. Like my, like I know someone very well who is well versed in who this person is, whose name I'm not going to repeat, who what he right. did last night in Lewiston, Maine. I have ten family members who are all in the area of Portland, including my sister, including my brother, who live in Portland. My sister's boyfriend is a firefighter who is in the northern side, who does things and calls in Lewiston. He's an EMT. Uh, he got called. He got put on call last night. I, I haven't talked to my sister yet. And the first part was he got called in. The second part was, was he going to be sent there? I don't know yet because my sister was a mess and I've been running around today. So I haven't had a chance to talk to her this morning after, after getting that information last night because she was a nervous wreck. Uh, everything in Portland, Maine is currently closed. All businesses are totally shut down. This guy's on the loose. This guy who killed 18 people injured many more uh he was a tactically trained firearms expert who was being he was we i haven't heard the latest as to what what his problem was but he was being treated for mental health and he walked into two things two places last night a, a bowling alley where people were there that you know your family my family we're in bowling alleys all the time and all I could think of was like, holy crap, these poor people thought they were going to league night. League and some dude with an AR-15 walked in and lit the place up and killed countless people in front of them. And then he left the place and went down to a bar down the street and did it again. And they don't know where he is. Massive manhunt going on right now in New England for this guy, 40 years old. I mean, my age, your age, I mean, this is this is an adult who knew what he was doing. And the scariest part about this, one, his training. Right. Two, his knowledge of weapons. But three, he knows how to go to ground and he knows how to survive. Like a lot of these psychopaths want to be killed by police. Right. It's death by police. It's suicide by cops, what they're trying to do. This guy wants to get away. Or... He's got more things to do. He has another place he wants to go and do this. That's at. the scary part. So like w w that's what's got everybody so flipped out. I mean, Lawrence, Massachusetts is the town next to me where, you know, if you get seriously hurt in Andover, you go to Lawrence General Hospital. They were med flighting people to Lawrence General Hospital last night. My mom has worked at that hospital. So like when I'm this far away from home, like it, it, shakes me because I feel for my family. I know what they're going through. They're all really freaked out and everybody really is scared. The entire County that Portland and Lewiston's part of, they did an entire lockdown of the whole County last night. They've never done that before in the history of the County kept as many, it's like lock your doors. They said, go inside, lock your doors and don't let anybody in ever as to no matter who they are. Don't let them in. Uh, <laughs> that's some really scary stuff. I saw it and I was like, when I saw Lewiston, Maine, I was like, okay, that's not good. Then we spoke. And then after we spoke, I just started thinking, I don't like watching it and, and not knowing 
enough about it or the whereabouts of the, the place, but like it brought me back to the Vegas shooting here. Exactly. Yeah. Me too. And I was, and I was just remember thinking like account for everybody in your life immediately best you can. And then make sure that the people in their lives are okay and accounted for. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we had a kid on a softball team. Her name is Jordan. Her brother's best friend was one of the victims of that shooting here. And, you know, we found out that next day. And I mean, it was like, we were supposed to have practice and we're like, what do we do? And we, we, we had practice and we just went and sat in a circle and everybody just talked and everybody, it was a big, you know, therapy session for teenage girls who were affected. One of them wasn't gone, but one of their friends, friends was gone. How do you explain that to teenagers? How do you explain anything that's going on right now with any of this to anybody? Do you have kids or not? It just the human beings are human beings. Scary, man. It's just, it's just, I mean, you know, I, I didn't want to ignore it. I know it wasn't on the rundown and I just wanted you to say what you needed to say. And because I know you were very close. I mean, I'm pissed off is what I am. That's what I mean. It's, I'm it's, trying, we're all I'm, trying, I'm just, trying not to say because there's a lot of things I want to say that's going to piss off a lot of people. And I'm not right. trying to be that person today. That's going to get into a war. Cause there's no answers about this. There's no solutions to this, except that I'm just sick and tired of this happening consistently over and over again. And all we do in this country is say, Oh, well, move on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. Kids got killed at an elementary school in Connecticut on to the next one. 51 people got shot here in Vegas on to the next one. 18 people went to a bowling alley in a bar last night and didn't come home on to the next one. This doesn't happen in other countries. This doesn't happen in other places, but here. And so this guy who we've trained in our military, very aggressive in leadership in the army guy who would be completely and totally comfortable in the outdoors. He's an outdoor type of guy very comfortable in the woods for long periods of time. You know what Maine has? A whole lot of woods. Mm. Everyone lives down. If you go north in Maine, I mean, it, it might as well be on the moon. Uh, like, they may not find this guy for a long time. If he set this up, if he built some type of shelter and he stocked it with food and he figured out, okay, I'm going to go do this and then run and, and live there until it dies down and then get out of the country or go to Canada or something on those lines. I mean, <laughs> we don't know what this guy did. All I know is we've got to figure – this guy, we'll, we'll know more later, okay? But, like, the fact that he was – a mental, he was being treated for mental health issues and yet he was able to get his hands on guns is the really part that's going to make people have to ask him very hard questions about what exactly is going on in this country and how are we failing consistently. We're raising our children in this country. I mean, my daughter comes home last night, daddy, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't want to tell her. She's prodding me, saying, what's going on? What's going on? I had to explain to her what's going on with her aunt, what's going on with our family. She doesn't get the whole you know, big picture of it, but like, I don't want her to be desensitized, but I feel like it's like almost that, like the kids are like, okay, they grew up with this. Like, this is just part of the life that they live. And that infuriates me. 
becomes should hard not be as, how our kids do that. As a parent, how much do you tell them? How much do you shield them? And then when you tell them or you choose not to, you know, like we didn't, we made sure the news wasn't on here last night. You know, yeah. we just made sure to like, we're just going to just treat it like a normal thing. When I was talking to you, I was in private and then, you know, go downstairs and let's watch the mass singer. Like it's another <laughs> night and, you know, just try to keep it till everybody goes to bed and try to make sense of it. And then you worry about when they go to school, what do they hear? What do their teachers say? What are, how, how's this get addressed? It's really hard, man. There's no answers, there's the, 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 but there has to be some answer. There has to be something that's not acceptable. It's just not. And like this one, this one is scary because this guy, this isn't somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. This guy knows exactly what he's doing. And you got to, you got to go, okay, now, now, now what? I don't, I don't know. I just, like why I, I had to be addressed why, and why this be, happened. Yeah. And I, it just, you know, to put, to put a bow on it, look, yep. it, I, 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 I want the people in New England, the people who have been impacted, the people who are in the area. We have listeners of ours who are in New England, who are in Massachusetts, who are in New Hampshire and Maine. Yep. And I'm thinking about you guys and, and, and I hope that you guys are able to get through this. And I hope that there is some resolution very quickly to all of this because it is, I mean, everyone is rattled back at home when I talk to my family and I've been talking to them now, you know, I haven't talked to them in the morning yet, but they were all really rattled texting, wondering, I mean, my sister sent me the text message that she got from her boyfriend who was on call and saying like, once they figure out who he was, it basically read like, oh my God, I know who this person is. Like they, I know him. Like I know what I know. We, we were, we've trained together in the reserves <sighs> and like th that's, that's crazy. <laughs> like I'm three people removed from this guy. You know, you're talking about six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I'm three years, I'm three steps removed from a mass murder. Yep. That's just like, what? But that's, Maine is a small state. I mean, it's it's not a big state. And, you know, if you're in the reserves and not you know, a huge number of people who are in the, in the reserves, chances are if you're in the reserves, got, you know, he, he knows a lot of people. A lot of people know who he is. And where is he going? That's the answer everyone needs to answer, wants the answer immediately. Where is he going and what is he going to do next? Right. Because there was thought he was going to go south. I mean, it's two hours south to Boston. If you don't know where Lewiston, Maine is, it's a two-hour drive direct south on 95 right to Boston or about two and a half hours north to Canada. So what direction did he go? Because he's not staying, obviously, where he was. And what car is he in? We don't know. And so it's it sucks. But if you're in New England, I just, just know that we're thinking about you guys and we hope that this thing ends today. Yep. You guys can get back to some same, some... A semblance of normalcy, although for a lot of those families, they'll never be the same. And they'll never have to. That's know. the reality of it. You're never, you're, you're really never the same. And and not having the closure already and like the uncertainty is just weighs on people's mind. It's hard enough to deal with it. You know, we're lucky enough to do this and we have a form. I just wanted to address it. You know, we're going to talk about the games and it, it certainly it makes it not it does not tough to do the show, but it makes it hard to like. I, I, whether Buffalo covers tonight or not. Right. Does it really I, matter? Right. Like, yeah. Like seriously, like, you know, we're going to talk about the Sixers and the Bucks, and there's two good NBA games at Lakers and the, and the Suns and who's playing and who's not. And then I'm just like, all right, focus, let's get it together. You yeah. Know, but, Cause it's hard. I mean, look at the, 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 you know, we haven't talked about it here at all because it's not our place in our forum, but I, I felt the same, a very similar way watching what's going on in Israel and Palestine 
and, and watching those atrocities and, and, you know, I'm, I'm every morning now I'm, I'm out for either a run or a walk. And yesterday morning I'm running and I stop and I look down and there's this big, huge, you know, I don't know how it got there, but it's like this sign that had all the pictures of the kids under the age of 10 who have been kidnapped. And like, it like stopped me and I'm looking down on it and I'm like, okay, now I got to go do a show about a basketball game. Right. <laughs> like, like I got to go, I got to go talk about a point spread. Like, <laughs> like what, what, what yeah. like, this is like, there's such horrible things going. There always are horrible things going on in the world, but it just feels like right now it is, is acutely difficult <laughs> to really put a ton of stock into whether or not a three point shot got hit or not at the buzzer last night for the Knicks to cover. <laughs> like <Right. it> just <laughs> like, <laughs> like what in the grand scheme of things, like what are we talking about? Like we're so lucky one in this country for the the freedoms we have and what we get to do, but what we get to do for a living and have these conversations and live in the toy department. And it's, you know, my dad has worked in politics my entire life. People often said to me, why didn't you go into political talk? You have a political mind. You're an arguer. You would have been great at it. I don't want to yell at people. I'd rather yell about a football game. Like I'd right. rather argue about a basketball Same. game. I don't want to be in the real world. I don't want to have an argument about these things, even though I feel passionately about it. I don't want to do it publicly. And, and, and I don't want to have that, you know, we're talking about life and death conversations or laws being passed in, in, you know, oppressions and things that have gone on in this country. I have my own beliefs, my own time to do that. I, I want it for work and publicly, I want to have fun. I want to enjoy myself and argue about a linebacker missing a read. It's more fun. It's, it's more, it's easier. And I mean, for me, similar, similar vein, but like what even makes it more, I, I guess real because I mean you can have political talk, but then you got people that are saying one thing just to say it. They get right. people riled up to say about something else, and uh, there's no there's no realness or truth to it. The numbers provide the truth to us every day for what we do. The number six. Do you want to land or do you want to take it? The total is two twenty seven and a half. You want to land or you want to go over? Or you want to go under? Or why? And, but we always can go to the number. There's nothing like that with this other stuff. And like that's this. what took me. I mean, you're talking about my evolution as a, as a content person. That's what led me to this, that con that right there, that I love the fact that we get to make an opinion on a Thursday night football game. And by tomorrow morning, we know the answer. And then we move on and we're gone. There's an article yes. we're going to do. There's an article we're going to do later on in the show about the mind of a gambler yeah, and how short our memories are. I love that. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Like the next day is a new day. The next mm -hmm. day, nothing's ever happened before. The yep. next day, what happened yesterday? Well, that's gone. That's see you later. Uh, we don't need to worry about that. Let's talk about today. Now let's talk about what's going to happen tonight. Forget about yesterday that I love. That is how my mind works. And that's how I, from a content perspective, that's why I love doing sports betting content because we're not talking about Dr. J versus LeBron James. No, we're not talking about them. Other is, shows do that, right? Is you know, yeah. is so and so the best ever at that that that? We don't do any of that stuff. I I, I never liked those conversations when I was doing content for sports talk. It was boring, you know. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? I, I don't really care. <laughs> like, what do you matter. think? Okay, I don't that's care. right. Like, next, it doesn't. It does it affect me? No. Does it affect any of my family? No. 
well, then what the fuck do I care if the guy's in the Hall of Fame or not? <laughs> like, it, it's a great argument to have. You can have it at the bar if you want, but I don't really care. I'm going to talk about the baseball game today. What's going on? It's, you know, minus 210. Is that too high? I don't know. You want it? You take it in your lane. I don't know. Seven and a half is the total. High, over, or under. What are you, you know, what are you taking? That's way more fun and interesting because it's happening right now than what happened 40 years ago or 30 years ago or comparing eras in conversations and comparisons we'll never be able to know. Could Michael Jordan in his prime beat LeBron James in his prime? I don't know. We'll never know. So why are we talking about it? It's a waste of air. It's a waste of air time to do it. So, you know, anyways. Okay. On to last night, Christoph Porzingis. 30 points in his debut with the Celtics. And all the history of Boston Celtic players making their debut, that was the highest scoring debut in the history of Celtics basketball. He looked good. Team is going to have to work some kinks out. I think everybody is going to have to work some kinks out. Flipping around last night and watching a lot of those games. I don't want to say there was bad basketball being played, but there was some bad basketball being played last night. Again, it's the beginning of the season. Yeah, Tread cautiously as you wager. Use the games in the beginning to learn, form opinions. I mean, with the basketball, you might see something in the first game or the second game that you don't see in the third game. Right. It has to be a little bit of a period of adjustment for the players, for the coaches. Everybody's learning rotations and who can do what. I think it's a lot of guesswork myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, Although I, last night the books were right. Three and a half, number fell four. Pretty good. There was a, a couple pretty, pretty good, good numbers. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good. Guess. And that sat like there were more runs in that game. Like every time I was watching it while I was on Sports Grid and like up eight, 12, other side up six, tied, then up seven, other side up four. Like it was, it was a back and forth, back and forth where it looked early, like the first quarter, the Knicks were a complete disaster. It was like, oh, Celtics going to run them out of the building. Yep. 12-point lead in the first half, 12-point lead in the second half. Knicks cut it down. Eventually took the lead in the, four, in the fourth quarter. Took, took the lead by two in the fourth quarter. And Boston was able to basically, thanks to free throws and fouls, get to four. And then the Knicks had a three at the buzzer. If they hit that, the Knicks cover. They missed the shot. Celtics cover by four. Very lucky. <laughs> if you're on plus three and a half, it's unfortunate. I was very lucky to cover the three and a half. Wembayama made his debut 15 points, just like Timmy Duncan. In 1997, when Tim Duncan debuted, he scored 15 points. Wembayama is not a human being. <laughs> we, we, we need a different term for what he is. He's not a human being. This is crazy. So here's, a, I, when I was watching him, I was like, huh. Did you know that Goliath was actually eight feet tall? No. In, Dave, in David and Goliath, he was eight feet tall. Do you know the theory as to why Goliath was eight, was eight feet tall? No. There's a disease in which one of your glands gets blocked. It's the gland that regulates your overall body, and it can cause you to grow to an unnormal height. Wow. And un- okay. So eight feet tall, when we like Andre the Giant type had this issue. Okay. Eight feet. Yeah. But the problem when you grow to that tall, where the gland is in your body, in your in your brain, uh-huh. it oftentimes you can't see. Like you oh. see double everything. So the reason why David beat Goliath to finish the story is because David beat Goliath because Goliath couldn't see David. David took a slingshot and he was about a hundred yards away from him. He couldn't see it, and he hit him square in the head with a with a stone and knocked him out because he couldn't see him. He didn't know where he was. 
Wemba Yama. The, uh, this is the Bible study portion. I'm, of the I'm show. just saying. This is pretty good. This <laughs> is, this is a first, but <laughs> it's always it's love the story of David versus Goliath because the David, actual but... actual story of it, the, 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 not just the biblical story, but like the way that it's the theory as to how that upset happened. It's an unbelievable. I, I, it's an awesome book. I'm reading a book right now about it, but it's really cool. What David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. It's phenomenal. But. <laughs> When I do the hard 30, I learned so much. And it's just, this is why I love doing the hard 75 stuff because I, my brain constantly gets filled with amazing things. And I think about big, this, this show all the time, David birth Goliath. I kept on going back to this show. It's tremendous. Anyways, Wemba Yama is seven, six who can shoot like a guard, run like a forward and block shots like a center. I mean, if this kid develops, we could be looking at the best basketball player ever. Correct. Like, this is not even a joke. Like, there's nothing he does bad. <laughs> like, injury is the only thing that can rob us of what might be watching an alien play the sport of basketball. <sighs> Big business just came in with a super chat. Guys, if you're here watching the show, you like the show, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, do all that stuff. You can drop in a super chat. The button on the right, if you're watching on your phone, is a, it looks like a dollar bill. Pops you in, comment right to the top in a different color. So I just noticed this. Dallas showed how to defend them. Smaller player, and he elbows them every play. Foul trouble <laughs> will plague Wemby all year round. Eh. Eh. Got into foul trouble. They had to sit. It's game one. one block. It's one game. One block. I'll be fine. Wait, he, he was two and a half. He only had oh. one block. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we but don't How's we, a guy seven foot six only have one block? Because it was the first possession. And it he was the first possession. Because <laughs> they're not going to shoot around him. He had to hit a block because they're like, okay, let's test the kid. And he was like, goodbye. So, like, okay, you're not doing that again. So, anytime you see the dude, you're going to be like, nope. It's so bizarre because, like, he defends, like, he's under the basket, right? He's defending the basket. But then somebody goes to shoot a foul, a free throw, like, what, 15 footer? He goes out and swats it. There's like he's defending from the rim to the three point line in the middle. If we try to go take a shot, he'll get it. Wow. There was a picture of him walking in to the arena, and somebody said, Caption this photo. And someone said, It looks like when two kids would go ahead and, and be on top of each other wearing clothing. Like he oh, looks yeah, like yeah, two yeah, human yeah, beings yeah, yeah. stacked yeah, up yeah, on top yeah. of each other, covered in a coat. Like, you're not supposed to be this big. Seven foot six. I mean, Christoph Porzingis is, is seven foot three, and everyone thought he was a freak. This guy is three inches taller than Porzingis at seven six. Like, I don't know. This is going to be such a fun year to watch because the hype. I mean, Spurs fans are, they won't care if they go 0 and 82. They got a chance to watch something every night that's unbelievable. Yeah. It's fun. I, I I just I uh I want to watch him. I want to go see him in person. I because I I saw him walking here in Vegas, but I haven't seen him play. Right. I want to see him play. <laughs> I want to see him on the court. He dunked almost flat footed. I know it's so it's <laughs> so different. Like we went and saw Gonzaga play and saw Chet Holmgren, mm -hmm. and even Kylie kept going. How does he do this? Like, I mean, he's dribbling, moving, hitting threes, very athletic for a tall, mm -hmm. skinny guy. Wimayama's incredible. I mean, he, he hit the three point shot. This would be fun 
for our guys down in Texas and, you know, anyone that's a basketball fan, I recommend getting some San Antonio stuff and watching the games. It's going to be fun. It's props going to be fascinating. Every book on planet Earth did a Wimbayama boost yesterday. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it every game. Mm-hmm. They're going to – how he doesn't win rookie of the year, I don't know. Chet Holmgren beats him. That's it, I guess. Because Chet's a, Chet's a rookie by rule. Right. So that's how. Is it Holmgren's already going to have a year under his belt in the NBA, but he hasn't played enough games to qualify. So he will be – he's the main competition. Did you Scoot ever see a, Shaquille O'Neal play in person? Yep. Multiple times. It's pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive then. Yeah, but Shaq is huge. But Shaq is big. He's thick too yeah. to go with the height. Yeah, you know it's, these dudes are bean poles. Shaq was crazy because it was just he's just an. I mean, I've shook, I've shaken hands with Shaq. If you know, I've been around Shaq a bit. You know, just in different events. Shaq in outside of a basketball uniform, like it's almost like what the wow. Like. Huh? I met him at one of his comedy things that right. the Shaq's comedy def jam, whatever they called it. Uh-huh. I went and, you know, we got to like shake hands quick as we were, we had the VIP thing and whatever. Yeah. And I just remember going, I, I don't, I, how, like what this not, you're, we're the same, but we're not. We're, we're both, right. <laughs> both, we're both male but human we're beings, but <laughs> we're not. <laughs> you look like this looks like a different species. I am uh-huh. not the same. Like, what in the world am I? I felt that at? way when I, I met Magic Johnson when the, the first NCAA tournament I covered, I met Magic Johnson. I remember shaking his hand and I just was like, it took all, it was like my from like my like up to like here. Like it was my whole like his hand took over my yeah. entire my, I was like, how in the world he's only six seven or six uh, he's six nine. It's like, how is your hand that big? You're six, nine, like how in the world, like what? And then you start getting around these basketball players and it's just, you know, I, I, I've spent a time, I mean, I was a play-by-play guy for the Huntsville flight for five years and the G league is what the Huntsville flight version of the G league. And I remember just, there are a lot of really tall human beings more than I thought. <laughs> like there's a oh, lot of six yeah. foot five, six foot oh. six guys. And then you see six ten and six eleven and seven feet tall. And you're like, okay, those guys are the unique ones. Like, what was the first person that you met that you thought that with? Like, I, I'll never forget. I met, we went to Franco. Marcus Roast. I met Dr. J when I was nine. Nice. And he did what you did. We shook hands. Yeah. And I got his autograph and his hand, like his literal fingers went all the way to my elbow. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Mr. Irving, nice. You know, my dad was like, tell him, you know, nice to meet you, whatever. And okay. And I just remember thinking, this is not, how, how is this possible? How do you do what you do? Right. So that was the first one for me. Your Yours was a Marcus Camby was your yeah. first one that you met yeah. in person. And you just thought, oh my goodness. Yeah, I I interviewed him in college, and I was just like, "What are you? Because you're 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 not me. What? <laughs> you're so tall. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, what do you? I didn't understand. Like, I was like, it didn't equate to my brain of being around someone that's made me. It made me feel so short. That's what I, it really makes you feel like you get small man's complex. Oh, you yeah. feel like literally a bug. You're like, yep. this person could squash me at any second. This is not possible put it in the chat who's the first person you met that you had that feeling like that like these these big <laughs> athletes or whomever i mean like your friend <laughs> ac right 
We, we went might have met him for dinner, and I was, remember meeting him on a corner outside before we went into that place in L.A., and I was like, I have so Whoa. many tall friends. I mean, my That's friend a, Kevin is 6'11". Yeah. He played basketball at UCLA. My friend AC is 6'7". He played basketball at Northwestern. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm always – I'm like generally – I'm six feet tall. I'm generally like, like the shortest person on my friend – a lot of my friend groups, like two on, on one six four, one six three. Like I don't know why. Just I, I hung out with a lot of tall, tall dudes in my life. But yes, they, they're, they're fun to have around though because – when they stand up, people tend to stop talking or talking smack or whatever. <laughs> oh, no doubt. It's just like the, oh, uh, man. like I remember many times in bars, AC would stand up and just be like, we got a problem. <laughs> people stop real quick when they see a six No, <laughs> no. It's always looking up. No, we're good. We're good. We're no. all good. Sorry. We're all good. Just, <laughs> just sit back down. Sorry about that, bro. It's we're great. Good. It's, it's yeah. always, yeah, it's, it's, oh, I, I wish I, in, a, in a different life, I was six foot five. I, I would love to have been six five. Oh, I just take, a, a day of, of walking around that tall one day. That'd be six five. Oh, it'd be phenomenal. Except when you fly in those poor guys. Then it's tight. Then it's tight. Then it's, then it's tight. Uncomfortable for hours and hours and hours. Wow, John Havlicek. This, this wow. John, John, John Havlicek. How about that? Yeah. Sup, John. Uh, wow. In the chat said he met John Havlicek. A Atlanta Coos, ATL Coos, said he met Bill Cartwright. Bill Cartwright was a big dude. <laughs> Wow, okay. he was a big dude. He was a big dude. Man, when did Rick Pitino play basketball at UMass? It was 1970, and he was okay. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Do you know the UMass? The, the, I didn't realize that the Minutemen, my my alma mater, used to be called the Redmen. Really? I didn't know that till yesterday. It's kind of crazy. I, I I when Dr. J played with Rick Pitino, they were the UMass Redmen. I did not know that. And Rick Pitino learned the press. He learned about pressing teams because Rick Pitino's team, when he was a freshman, he couldn't play. But UMass was one of the best teams in the country with Dr. J. They got beat by Fordham because Fordham played a full court press and they hadn't really? seen it. They hadn't seen it before. And that's how Rick Pitino developed his ability to do the full court press at Louisville and Kentucky. But he was on the Redmen. I, I was I was, I was re, re, reading it, going like the Redmen. Wow! I was like, when? And they changed in 1972, right after Rick Pitino left. They changed to the UMass Minutemen. Huh? Wow! Which we is got, a we got big a lot joke. Of people that met a lot of tall guys in our chat. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm just looking through it now. Lavon Kirkland came to Chris Otto's school. You LaVon remember Lavon Kirkland? Kirkland? No. Man was a linebacker for the Steelers. Oh, okay. He wasn't Not, tall. Say basketball. He was as wide as he was tall. That man, I would go interview him. Yeah. These people that have shoulders like a small condominium, you're just like, how do you function every day? I mean, I don't even think he could go like this and touch his opposite shoulder. Is <laughs> so wide, barrel chested. The David fridge. Robinson. Somebody met oh, David nice. Robinson. This is great. Wow. Yeah. When I I remember meeting. The fridge and going, you like, how do people even like try to move you? Fridge Perry was just like, not like, how do people actually try to block you? Like, you are yeah. enormous of I a man, know. like a monster of a man trying to move some of these dudes. Vince Wolfark, same deal. When I, when I met Vince Wolfark, was that going to be a problem for Wimby? The physicality of, I don't of, think of so because he's going to grow. He's going to, once he stops growing, he'll put on weight. And I mean, he's, he's going to be on a, NBA training table. They're going to feed him calorie after calorie. Right. Because he's going to burn so many calories during the season. So, I mean, in the beginning, it could be. And that's always the fear when a guy is that big 
that he'll get a serious injury. It happened to Chet, right? Rookie year got hurt. Yeah. That's the big question about Wembyama. Is it the physicality? Will it get him hurt? I don't think he'll struggle with it as a player, but it could get him hurt. Right. So foot injuries are a big concern for guys that size. The human foot is not designed to handle height of that type of, you know, length. So these guys, a lot of tall guys, stress fractures in their feet, very consistent injury. So got to be careful of that. Oh, what do you do Hot. if you're seven foot six and you get plantar fasciitis? Oh, right. It's it, not fun. <laughs> it, or, or, but the stress fracture thing is real. I mean, I, that happens all the time just because of the pounding they take with how much, but that's where the weight is an issue. You got to be careful how much weight he's putting on for that reason because it can hurt his feet. Okay. Hockey's got a trend that we got to talk about. These monster favorites keep on losing. Washington was a huge dog last night in New Jersey and they lost mm-hmm. in, in New Jersey lost six, four. Yeah. You got to be careful with the, with the sides. We talked about it also last night, but when you see these big numbers like this, I mean, just bet the total total was six and a half over minus minus one twenty. You want to lay two fifty in a game that could go the other way, or would you rather lay one twenty and go over or take even money and go under? I mean, in this game, you want to go over because Washington's playing. Um, you know, more often than not, their games are going over. New Jersey's giving up goals. This is like an NBA team. They score and give up goals in bunches. There's runs in the NHL with the Devils playing, and that doesn't normally happen. Right. You get one goal, maybe two goals, and then the other team answers, or it slows down. It's bang, bang, bang. Every time they score, it seems like it's another goal right after it. Or they give up a goal, there's another goal right after it. It's just young. I think that's that's can be explained away with that. But I don't know. Look at the board today. There's, there's there's a lot of uh, monster favorites, right? Today, I, there's a lot of big numbers on the court today for sure. These uh-huh. <laughs> are like, wait, what is going on? Unbelievable to see it. Uh, okay, we'll get to hockey and all the games today a little bit later on. Thursday night football is tonight. Bills nine and a half point favorites to the Bucks. Total is forty two and a half. What do you do with this game? Bills off a loss. <sighs> Bucks have Baker, but Baker's got a, a bum knee. Mm. I don't know what I do. Want. I, I this isn't like this is a total pass for me. I I don't know what to do with this game. I don't have a strong opinion on it. I mean, I got the Buffalo hat. I'm putting it on because it matches. But <laughs> what what do you do? I don't know. I pass. Somebody asked me that last night. What do you like tomorrow? Um, <laughs> what do you mean? Like the avalanche? No, not <laughs> hockey. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Well, it's such I'll an ask people. You lay a nine and a half or take a nine and a half in a chat. I don't, so have, here's, I don't have a clue. This is a good time to talk about this because I, I, I have come to this like, I don't know if it's because I've matured as a gambler or or what, but there was once a time in my life that I put NFL football games above everything else. There was a time because you only got 16 at the time. Now we have 17, but you only get 17 of them per team. So we only have 18 Thursday night football games. We only have 18 Sunday night football games. We only have 18 Monday night football games. So these standalone games became, you know, islands. I have as much interest in betting this game as I do betting hockey tonight. 
Like, in fact, I might have more interest in betting hockey tonight. I have more bets going in hockey tonight than I do in the football game. I have one bet in football. I have three bets in hockey. Mm. And I have the same interest level or the same excitement about placing the hockey wager as I do placing the football wager. And that used to not be the case. I don't know if that's because of the product of the NFL or I really like betting hockey and I find it more fun or I'm just, I'm having more success. I don't know what it is, but I'm having a hell of a year in college football. I have one bet in college football tonight and I'm like, I'm probably not going to watch it. I'm just going to bet it and forget it. Like I'm betting a right. trend. I'm just going to bet it. And I'm not going to be like glued to my TV set to watch college football. And that's been my best sport so far. I'm up like 25 units this season in college football. So I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's just sort of like, I have this opinion of the NFL right now that I'm a little bit, I'm curious how many other people are finding that same type of like blase. I can, you know, if I'm betting a hundred dollars on a game, it's I'm betting it on this or I'm betting it on that. And there's no real, like I have to bet the football game. I've lost that. That's weird to me. It's a weird place to be. Welcome. Been there for a while. Well, yes. So it's maybe it is the maturity. Maybe it wants you to bet enough that you just kind of get like, all right, if I'm betting the money here, there's no difference in betting it there. It's, it's, it, it, there's no, it, because I used to say it's, and it's true. You always have more entertainment when you have money on a game. It's more entertaining. But even when I have money on the game, it's not doing a whole lot for me this year for the NFL. The product is still the product. It's I don't know still- what it is. I think the product is going down. It's that's. I've been saying this for years. I've been saying it. I mean, you have to enjoy the product to wager on the product. The product, the game is still the cake. The betting is the icing on the cake. You don't bet more just because the game is on. If you have no interest in the game, guess what happens? Now you do. Moment doesn't mean more. Well, okay. crown is not I, yours. I, I disagree. I think it does. I I, I it do. Doesn't believe. make you bet. No. no, but I am. If you don't enjoy, likely, you don't bet. I'm far more likely to bet a game that I don't have a rooting interest for, and then have a rooting interest. If I was going to bet the Atlanta Charlotte game last night, I don't care about that game. If I bet it, I would have cared about that game because I was a side would total. You have something. Watched it. Yes, I would have followed it and paid attention to it because I would have watched the game on TV, though. You would have paid attention. You would have watched it a little bit, but then you would have jumped in and out of it. You're not invested in it. No, 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 no. But I'm not invested in a lot of things, though. You're talking to us about There's no engagement. No, there's not. Not not least for me. No, No. I mean, for for me, it's I I watch probably six to seven games a night on my phone. And that's just because I I just jump in. Like if I have a free 15 minutes, I'll just bump in, see it, and I'll go do something else. Like, correct. I just, you know, I don't have the time at the moment to sit and watch uh, an NBA game like that that I don't care about for two and a half hours. I have too many things going on for me to be able to do that. But I understand if I'm the NFL, I would be concerned about the sentiment that's out there right now from people who love the sport, who have supported it for years, people my age and older or younger even that we're not giving you the same amount of attention that we used to. Like we're not the, the, the bromance is not ending. It's just changing. We're seeing other things pull us away because we're finding more enjoyment from that than from the NFL and the Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night situation. Not that they're overexposed. Cause I think we would watch it if the games were good, 
but so often than not, these games have not been good. Have not lived up to like AW, AOWN, AO just came in a chat and said that the primetime games haven't been very good this year. Haven't been good for a bit. They weren't good last year either. Thursday night, they got to make a, 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 I know Amazon's paying a ton of money. Okay. I get it. But they got to have a conversation about, I don't know if Thursday nights go to two games on Monday night, give Amazon the second one. Yeah. Like, these guys need six days to rest. This Thursday night quick turnaround thing, in theory, I think it was great. But in, in practicality, in execution, it's hurting the league. It's not fun. The guys are sore. They can't rehab. They can't get, they can't get healthy. I think if you ask the players with condition of anonymity to a man, they'll say, get rid of the Thursday games. Messes up our routine. I don't care. I get the extra three days off after for the next week, all that stuff. The routine is this. We play Sundays and Mondays. That's it. I think you could own Mondays. You already do. You already did for years. Yes. Put the second game Monday. Get it all. Every day, every week on Sunday, two games Monday. And you could essentially own Monday night. Six to six to ten in both time zones and in, in both coasts. Right. If you, if you did that, yeah. you could have you know a six to seven pregame show, seven to ten game on both East Coast time and West Coast time. So it's not you know, and on the West Coast you'd be dominating it literally from you know three o'clock until eleven. You're gonna dominate the whole entire night on the West Coast. So I don't know. I think there needs to be. I don't know what the contract said. Say state. I don't know what Amazon feels like. I don't know if there's a way of doing it, but. It just feels like we need to do something to improve the product. And the Thursday night game, at least in my opinion, seems to be the main culprit for why these games are boring. That's, I would say that from the sports book perspective, literally for 15 years, mm. the game feels like it's forced in there. You get one or two good ones a whole year. Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving. You play yes. the games on Thursday. That's because, fine. but that's a unique week, right? It's a unique game. Yes. You're in the routine. You're later in the season. You're yep. you can handle one of them, and it's only six teams that get to do that. So it's not like everybody gets to have to do that. It's it's only six teams have that short week, and it's a quick one. So it's I don't know. I, I feel I feel way more. It's it also makes Thursday special. It makes the Thanksgiving Day really even more special when you have this because it's Thursday. So I, I, I hope the NFL starts having these conversations because tonight this game I have zero. I think the Bills are going to kill the Bills. <coughs> yeah, Lip came out, uh, came at me on Twitter today. Said Bills by twenty. I agree with him. <coughs> Blowout. Yeah, I agree with him. I think they're going to kill him. I don't think the Bucks short week on the road at Buffalo. Bills off a loss. Bills pissed off. I think the game goes over though. Bills defense is completely shredded with injuries. I don't know what Buffalo is. Be perfectly honest. I don't know. They're going to score. They're going to, I mean, Diggs and Davis, they're going to score on on this Bucs defense. They're going to score quite a bit, but the Bucs are going to score on the Bills. Are they? They couldn't score in Atlanta Mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. Not a lot. Enough for it to go over, though. A 20-point win is saying what? 
you know, 30 to 10. 34, 14. That's over. Can we get that? It's easy. That flies over. Yes, that's very right. possible. Yeah. 34, 14. I Bucks guess average 12 points per game on the road in the first half, just so you know. So if, if they score 20 points in the game, game's going over. Yeah, I don't know. I just, again, I'll be on Sports Grid tonight and the whole first hour is dedicated to the game. And I sit there and stare at the camera and I'm looking at the hockey. I'm always bringing in the scores. And I just like trying to find props for tonight. No. Eh, you know, I'm just, I don't know why. I'm not, a try, eh. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit this. Like prop betting in me, just, I, I just, I, I don't enjoy it. I do it for the juice because they want me to for basketball. Footballs and in football too for NBA and NFL, but like I don't do it in baseball because I don't have to. If they required me to do it for for baseball, maybe I would, but I don't. I don't find it. I like betting sides and totals. I like, I like betting the games. <laughs> I don't like betting players to do. I I don't know. It's just people say that like oh you 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 know more about the game when you're really into DFS or you're really into prop betting. I don't really think that's true. The books are just, all open for all those people to place wagers and set up accounts. I, I, I just I mean, they're more just, than welcome to come place right. any type of bets, <laughs> wagers. I've been saying this for years. They've been feeding us this Euro model with all this other stuff. Props are the future. No, they're not. They, people lose interest in it. Now, mm. certain people love it, and it's their way in, and you can bet. Because it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a way of explaining it to someone who doesn't get the full game. I feel like it's, it's a way of explaining it. it's a micro market based upon you can limit down to one player in one situation. And yeah. there's a, a stack of, of computer models that will kick out what this guy is supposed to do. Yeah. But game flow, injuries, none of that matters. Weather, it all, that. That, that doesn't matter. It just yeah. all comes. It's just all like it's amazing how like you've come full circle. I've been literally saying this, and I was told, "Oh, yeah. Dave, you don't know what you're talking about." I you're know. Right. I, 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 I fought I, you I, for I, years on this, saying yeah. that prop betting is going to be a monster. Look, look up for everyone wants to bet props. Right. And the more that I do it, the more that I'm, I'm like, eh, right. It, eh. <laughs> I'd rather like the volatility of it is so like I, I lost a prop last night. I bet over two and a half assists for Derek White. He had two. Like it's just it's it's it gets frustrating. It's like, it's just dumb. You know, he, he had the ball in his hand a ton. He just shot the ball. And then when he pa- did pass the ball, the person missed the guy missed the shot. So it's like, not only do I get, I have to get the assist, right. Okay, giving the ball up. Now I got to get the other guys got to hit the shot for it to go in. And just it's aggravation is what it is for me with a lot of this stuff. Well, That's I why mean, I bet you're, you're over little. the aggravation of the sides and totals though, too. Like, I mean, you, you, but, I, but that's more expected routine. though. It's, it's an expected, the, the aggravation. Well, I would argue that it's expected more in the fantasy and the problem. Yes. Like it, it volatility it is. is insanity. Yes. That roller coaster ride is just no thanks. Yeah. But there's guys that are, I mean, you know, there's guys that are, I, I hate to even use the word. I'll call them, Specialists. I was going to okay. use the assassin, but I don't want to say that today. Right. Um, that this is all they do, and they would come in the book and bet you on these things for the limit, and they were really good at it. We didn't stop taking their bets. We're like I mean, we took their bets. We just tried to move numbers and get on their side. I think and learn, he's like one of the other like th- that person, that specialist, right? Yeah. Do they bet sides and totals too? Never. Right. So like you have to be one or the other. Like you're well, not if you're in props. the content space, you can be whatever you want. Today you can be this, <laughs> tomorrow you can be that. You can name yourself whatever you want. Doesn't matter. Yes. But if you're going to be truly successful at this, I think yes. So like I to- rather do if you, if you if your your thing is props, you're betting props. That's great. 
You're betting sides and totals. You're betting sides and totals. Trying to do both. I mean, just speaking from my own experience, it's hard. It's, it's, it's really a lot of work. It's a lot of research because it's hard enough to find sides and totals and angles to bet in the game. Right. First periods, first halves, you know, third quarters, all those things. That's hard enough. Now you're adding in, in basketball, 10 different players on the court at all times, what their likelihood is from a rotation standpoint. In football, it's 11 players on each side. Do they get hurt? Do they get the right amount of targets? How is the game being called? What's the wind going to do? Like, it, it it just creates a lot of havoc in my mind. So it's, I don't know. that That's another reason why I'm not jumping up and down about this game here because everyone's like, oh, just bet the props in this game. No, I don't want to bet the props in this game. I don't want to go through it. How do you bet a prop? Like what props? I like to bet the negative props, but that's like betting the unders and in, in sides and totals and it or is, whatever, yeah. because like things to not happen, I think is easier to figure out than things to happen. You know, bet a guy's under yards or under receptions. I was having a talk stuff. with our friend Alan over, over in England this morning about this exact topic. And the way I we're talking about, he was trying to, he's trying to figure out why the American gambler doesn't bet unders. And I said, well, in my opinion, the reason why people don't bet unders is because when you bet an under you're winning until you lose. When you bet an over, sorry, sorry. We said flip that around. When you bet an under you're yeah. winning until you lose. Right. When you bet an over you're losing until you win. It hurts more when you get something taken away than when you're given something more frustrating from an American gambler's perspective. It's way more fun to root for stuff to happen than stuff not to that happen. Too. That too. But like that's, when you, bet, when you bet something, you don't want to say, I'm going to bet this right. and I'm going to sit and watch the game and hope nothing happens. Right. Exactly. I don't want any runs. I don't winning. want anybody to hit a home right. run. I don't you, I'm watch If I bet under a hundred, I'm winning and winning and winning until the score goes to hundred and one. Yeah. Now I've lost. So you right. lose something after giving that investment into it. You have it taken away from you versus I haven't won yet. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I got to 101. I won. So you've got that feeling of emotion, that 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 reward for waiting to win versus hoping you're winning, hoping you're winning, and then ultimately you lose. For an American sports fan, that's why unders are difficult for them to really get we involved. Just don't with. like betting stuff to not happen. That too. Yes, we, we need we like you. You watch the game to see stuff happen. Nobody likes a boring Super Bowl. Happens every 14, 10 Super Bowl. Everybody's like, that's the worst Super Bowl of all time. Mm-hmm. Not if you bet all the props under. You know, it was the greatest Super Bowl of all time. The <laughs> Patriots played the Steel or the Rams 17 to 3. Right? That was the yeah. finals or 14 to 3. Yeah. I think it was. 13. No, 13 3. Two field goals, one touchdown. That's right. 13 13 3. three. Yeah. The book had the one of the best Super Bowls I've ever been a part of was that Super Bowl. Cleaned up. Because people don't bet the unders. They didn't bet the yeah. – I mean, they wouldn't even bet the under in-game. I was doing <laughs> that game in-game. I kept moving it by sevens. Game closed 53. After two possessions or three possessions, I think I went to 47. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, it looks like ain't nobody going to score. They were betting over. I moved it down again. Over 40. Bet it over. We got down to 21 and a half. 17 and a half in that game. Mm. They kept betting over. I'm watching a game going, ain't nobody scoring. So, yeah, people don't like betting unders on anything, let alone prop bets. Why would I bet Patrick Mahomes to throw for less than 279 yards? That's going to suck. <laughs> you know? And then I'm watching him pass. Right. Hits 280 and you're like, son of well, a. No, yeah, it's a bomb, you know, to, to Kelsey in the first 
quarter for 75 yard touchdown. You're like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. And then you have to sit there with the pain of watching it, waiting to lose. It's yeah, it's hard. Hmm. All right. I want to get your opinion on trends in, in low level college football. Georgia state tonight is at Georgia Southern. Okay. Georgia, Georgia state is nine and one against the spread over their last, really it's 10 and one over the last 11 games on the road against Sunbelt conference opponents. I bet last week, Georgia state to cover. They uh-huh. won outright. There are three point dogs. They won the game outright on the road, came down to the last second play. It was like a crazy fourth down stand to win the game. Back on the road here, catching one point against Georgia Southern. So you're what betting does, Georgia State? Uh-huh. Good luck. <laughs> just, I don't know, I'm just curious on, on your opinion on trends like this when it comes to the, not the heavily bet. I don't game. even listen to it. Okay. You know. It's it's sometimes you just ride those out. I mean, I wouldn't bet against it. I'd only bet with it. Yeah. Okay. That's what I figured. Me too. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, every time you you bet against it and lose, you feel like you're running your head into a brick wall. Right. right. And then you lose I gotta it. Once do this again. Right. I gotta right. do this again. I'm gonna do so it next week. I'm, I'm two and oh this now. year betting on Georgia State on the road in Sunbelt games, ATS. So now I'm trying to move to three and oh tonight by jumping on this tonight. I will not watch much of this game. I will pop in and out of it. But there are other things to watch besides yeah. this game. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm not watching this one either. Vatek Syracuse, I have no interest in this game. Do you have any interest in this game? This is a FBS game. Maine no. Syracuse is awful, but so is Vatek. This is why did I, I, I? We're talking about the Thursday night games for the pros. Does this make sense to play an ACC game on a Thursday night up against everything they're up against? It's already scheduled, right? It, but, but they but they know what's going to be scheduled. They know it's hockey. They know it's NBA. They know it's NFL. It's Thursday. You're scheduling a Thursday game. So, like this is like your mom and your dad in the stands. Like you have to be like a diehard Vatek yeah. fan to go to this game tonight. You got to be like, of course, all in on the Hokies to show up to watch Syracuse play on a Thursday night. I mean, they'll probably get people, right? I don't know. I'm kind of I, I'm I again on Thursday. If I'm a conference, I want standalone. I'm playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I'm playing when no one else is but playing. But then you mess up the games. Like you just talked about the NFL messing up the product. No, Why the hell would I play on could Tuesdays? You could have a bye on Saturday, play on Tuesday, and then you have another extendedly long week. You could schedule buys before anyone playing on Tuesday if you wanted to. Yeah, but isn't the draw the gate and all that other stuff? Like, I, I people got to yeah, take that's what, time off of work. There, that's that's go to the a Mac game argument. on Tuesday. I mean, if you that's had a Penn Mac, State yep. game on a Tuesday, there wouldn't be one hundred and ten thousand people there. Really, I would. Huh? Interesting. Mac people. That's what the Mac conference says. That Tuesday, Wednesday games, people get very annoyed. They want the games on Saturday, not on Tuesday and Wednesday. I love Maction on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Well, yes. I mean, so starts in November people that like football and want a game to, to look at or watch on Tuesdays. It is unique for them. But like if I was a major conference, unless it was really. I, I don't know what the adv- advantage would be to playing on Thursday. I want to play the game on Saturday. Standalone TV. That's I it. I don't know. 
CBW is very excited that we mentioned Syracuse. It might be the first time <laughs> they're we, awful. We, we, they're, they're awful. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Syracuse is terrible. Virginia Tech is favored on the road yes. tonight. I thought that was at Vautech, no? Oh, is it Vautech? I don't know. I, I have that, no idea. Yeah, it's it's at. I didn't even look. I didn't. I, I still haven't even gotten the sheet. I got to go get the sheet. Yeah, for games at games at Virginia Tech. Okay, you, get, you you do get enter Sandman tonight, so you do get that that third quarter. That's fourth, nice. Fourth okay. quarter or the halftime, or is it pregame? When's that pre-game. intro? Pregame, pregame intro. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool intro. Forty-seven and a half. Let's, get, uh, let's hope Enjoy this it. game goes over, right? Enjoy <laughs> Hey, Sixer fans, enjoy this. You got your team on national TV with no James Harden. Did not even travel to Milwaukee. Not even getting on the team plane. He was busy. He <laughs> got stuff to do. That <laughs> people are going to see in Philadelphia. City of brotherly love hat. Look at that. Pick that up. That was on a discount rack. Nobody wanted it because nobody actually believes that it is a city of brotherly love. I guess a little too soon after the Phillies yeah, lost. Sorry, why. people. It's all right. shot, but um, man, did you see the video? I don't know if you saw it or not. There was a video that was put out of a man on the street for Philly fans coming out of the ballpark. No, and they were asked what went wrong. Oh no! And they were asked what would you do with dancing on my own, which I absolutely love because it showed that this the song is not Philadelphia's song. That the majority of people were just like. <laughs> Philippe and hate that song. That song sucks. F the Phillies. They all, you know, it was awesome. It was just so funny. It was one one woman just walked by and just screamed the F word. And he was like, yep, pretty much. (laughs) It's like, we spent $700 million on four players who went one for five or one for 12 in the, in the last three innings of the most important game in baseball. It was great. It was so Philly. It was awesome. The anger was tremendous. They're mad, mad. Yeah, they should getting, be. They're furious because the Eagles lost the Super Bowl, and then a three-two lead got blown at home by the Phillies. This is Lucy with the football. Typical Philadelphia here. Yeah, they're used to it. They this got, is a warm blanket. Got, this is climbing into a warm bed. Yeah. <laughs> they're all used to this. They got. They're used to it. They're fine. Uh-huh. They're okay. Philly is Boston. I've said this for the longest time. Philadelphia is what Boston used to be. Until Boston had their 20-year run that changed Wait, everything. Hold on. Explain yourself. I got it. But Boston Philly used to have – Yes, they don't Boston used to have a, a flash in the pan. One team would win a championship, and then every other team would disappoint. And you'd be wrapped up, and you brought me back in, and I believed Phillies go to the World Series. They lose. Phillies are up 3-2 to go back to the World Series. They lose. Eagles get to the Super Bowl. They lose. Sixers are – complete mess. The flyers are a complete mess. Oh boy. Like it's just, you had that one championship, that one super bowl. Yeah. They went over the Patriots on a crazy play. And the, the guy in the back of the end zone was out and they changed the rule and everything else. And you won the game. Congratulations. But everything else since then has been tar. It's been burnt in ash. Disapp- <laughs> disappointment and sadness. Oh man. <laughs> What are you doing right it's now? A, <laughs> what are you a, doing? It's a dripping cheesesteak. Oh, with, with cheese whiz. Oh, of no wish. I don't cheese like the wish. I know do I. You like the wish? No, I the I, wish. I'm a provolone person on mine. Thank you very much. I don't much. need the wish. Cheese was nasty. No, not We're a fan. We're going to cover tonight. That's the funny part about all this. The Sixers will cover. Tonight. What happens if Dame and, and, and Giannis look psychotic and they win the game by 30? 
Oh, let's look right now. Or, or is Milwaukee the odds on favorite before tonight to win it? If they kill the Sixers, they might. Boston looks shaky against the Knicks. Let's see. Uh, NBA championship finals. Celtics plus 370, Bucks plus 410. Bucks wow. win by 30 tonight. Those two look good. We flip, flip it. it. Yep, I would agree. That's they, all. They we just keep it. taking bets on each other. Back I'm, not, and forth, I'm not touching back this game. And I have no idea what to make of this game. If I was going to bet it, I would bet Milwaukee. Suns then the li- next four teams listed are all in the Western Conference, including Starting the with two these guys. of the other game. Suns look to go 2-0. and Lakers are favored tonight by six. Yeah, Lakers who's not playing? KD, you not playing? In game two? Somebody ain't playing. Somebody ain't playing. The Lakers are not six-point favorites over the Suns with the full roster for the Suns. There ain't no way. <coughs> I didn't look, but I mean, I just Let thinking out loud. There's no way. Booker's out. Yeah. Played great, too. Why is Booker out in game two? Second game of the season, man. Why is Booker not playing? No Booker. Wow, Booker is out. Against yep. a conference opponent like the Lakers that you would be competing with. Got dinged up or something. No Beal. We know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was that line's baked yeah. in. We knew Beal wasn't going to play, but right. no Booker is why the line's six. Yeah. The game was one, one and a half in these look aheads, which DK's doing a whole day ahead. DK I love has it. all the sides for tomorrow. That's tremendous Already for me. Out there. Someone who bets overnight, that is tremendous. Yeah. I, I so you'll love have, it. You'll have a good idea. Well, I mean, by the time you get to it tonight, there'll be other books that have the overnights. Right, you'll but I can look at it now and, and prepare and shop and compare and contrast. True. It lets me yeah. prepare for what I'm going to bet. I, I don't do that during the NFL season, but during when the NFL st- or when college football goes away and I have more time and I'm betting on Saturday and Sunday, I'm betting the NBA. That'll be a tremendous tool. Right. Greg Macaluso said he's from Syracuse. He likes media people to mention them. You're welcome, sir. I, I guess we can say we're media people. Being I don't from know. Syracuse, growing up in Syracuse must be tough. Why? It's really freaking cold up there. It's a big farm, too. It's like way. Maine weather. It's, just, it's There's nothing up there, and it's cold. Can you imagine? I went to Penn State, and I took our fraternity boat. You could go anywhere you want. We went right. to Syracuse. We went to Syracuse because we didn't know any better, but it was right across the border from Niagara per- Falls, which was purpose? under 21. Okay, yeah. so that's, that's why. You went to Syracuse to go to Canada to go drink. Okay. I agreed to the whole thing only because I knew I was going to go to Canada and then go to Toronto to see Clemens pitch for the Red Sox. Oh, there you go. That's what right. I did. I said, I'll go. But I said, you guys can hang out at the fraternity house and do all that. I'm going to see the Red Sox. I'm going to see Clemens pitch against the Blue Jays. Um, there you go. The Lakers cover? Uh, they look, I mean, yeah, probably home opener. The way it goes, right? They looked as bad as bad could be look at times. Yeah. Against Denver. They're not beating Denver in a series. No, they're not. No. They're not. So they come home. The look ahead numbers one and a half, which is legit if everybody's playing. Right. You, know, you could argue that Phoenix could be one on top, be the road favorite, whatever. 
No Booker. The line shoots up to six. Six? What? What are we saying right yeah, now? It seems heavy, right? It does. That's why you got to look and go, okay. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. By the way, yeah, it's, it's a good point. You're getting a geography missed. Buffalo is what you're thinking about. Syracuse, New York, is still a pretty good hike from from Toronto. I made that drive. I oh. did it. Syracuse, living in Syracuse is like living in shitty London. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Tom I, just came in and said that. Sorry, CBW. Yeah, that's not that bad of a drive. Yeah, that's not bad. No, what are you talking about, guys? I mean, I know it's Buffalo, but it's not that bad of a drive to get there. That's not that bad. That's a... Uh, oh, that's farther than I thought. It's a five-hour drive. Syracuse Syracuse to Toronto. Interesting. Yeah, it Buffalo. Is. Yeah. We made a five-hour drive. You're a kid, you know, you don't care. You I need go. to see Clemens pitch in person. I had to go. That's yeah, not bad. I mean, I I did it when I went because I was staying in Olean, New York. I was staying where St. Bonaventure is in Olean, which is right by Niagara Falls and that whole oh. part of the country. And that was not that was a pretty quick little hike. And that I could I mean I remember going up there going, like, how do you recruit to Olean, New York? How can you tell anyone to come here? Nobody should go to school in St. Bonaventure is, you know, but yeah, it was tough place, tough place to recruit to. And only in New York Whew. up there in cold, 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 cold. And you can drive up to the falls or like an hour or so, whatever it was to Niagara Falls. Oh. Uh, okay. To hockey, we go. Seattle last year was unbelievable on the road. Awesome team. They can't, they look lost yeah. on the road right now. Yes. Coin flip here on Seattle. It's all happened to your camera right now. You just got, you got all pixelated and frozen. Oh, Come sorry. back. It's all, yeah. Connection is unstable. Oh boy. Hold on. Stay with us. E- Don't know. Huh. All right. Now you're back. Okay. Well, no, you're still, that's all right. We'll talk it through. Okay. Um, who, who's the first game here? Seattle. Yeah. So Seattle last year was one of the best teams on the road so far this year. They have looked very, very different on the road. They're one, two and one on the road this season on the road again tonight. Yeah. No good. Let's go. Don't understand why they're struggling the way they're struggling, but you know, Carolina, they're giving up goals in an obscene amount right now. Correct. And I really don't understand what's going on with Carolina. Defensively, they were unbelievable last year. They've given up this year. They've given up 33 goals. Honest line is 210 in seven games. Yeah. Is this Carolina's first home game after that road trip? Um, they started out on the road. Is there, is there a home yes. opener? Yes. Oh, they were going to blast them, right? Yeah, so they play. Wow, why did they play this many games on the road? No, home opener was the first game of the year. They played the Senators at home five three, and then at the Kings, at the Ducks, at the Sharks, at the Kraken, at Avalanche, and at the Lightning. That's a they played a six game road trip at the beginning of the season, cross country every time zone. 
That's Woo. brutal. Yeah, they may settle down. There you go. I, oh, that's is that what happened? What? No, my my route. My I thought it was I thought that was pulling on the because it said that my connection is unstable, which is interesting. I've never seen that before. It's the first time it's ever popped up. Yeah, I've never seen that oh. that pop in before like that. I don't know what happens if I refresh my, cause I'm the one driving it. I don't know if I oh, refresh yeah. it. The whole thing might get messed up. So I don't want to do that. Just want to wait for it to kind of reset. Um, hopefully it comes back. Wait, right. should. Uh, Boston's five and zero. Oh. They beat the ducks three, two. I'm sorry. Three, one last week in Anaheim. Now they're in Boston. Here's one of your lines. Three twenty. Boston <laughs> has not lost yet. Can the ducks pull up the offense? I don't want the offside in this spot. <laughs> I don't. Almost and it's not that. because they can't win, but they can't score. Right. The, the why is Boston so good right now? Is because, like, look at the shots on goal they're giving up. It's a lower number. Yeah. Look at the quality shots on goal they're giving up. It's a really low number. Yep. Watch that game against the Blackhawks and the Blackhawks. Every guy in a team had a shot on goal for the Bruins. For the Bruins, yep. That never happens, <laughs> and it happened. So, like, right. it was a complete dichotomy. Of, of I'm watching a game, and I'm like, they really can't get the puck. Like the Bruins were playing keep away with the puck, but they would shoot and then get another shot. Yeah, you don't ever get a second shot with the Bruins when you're playing against them. You very rarely get rebounds and second and third chances off of one scoring chance. Right. That's why they're so damn good right now. I don't, I don't, I, there's nothing about you could tell me tonight that would go, oh, take a shot with Anaheim. I have no desire to do it. I'd much rather bet under, which is what I did. Right. 4 1. Yeah. 3 1 was the first final. 4 1, probably the Ducks aren't scoring. Olmark hasn't given up more than one goal in three starts so far this season. Yeah, tonight's the night to take a shot at a shutout. Three one, three one, three one was the final. So yeah, I would agree yeah, with that. You want, you want the uh the prop bets, like take a shot at a shutout. Colorado us. is six and zero on the year. Why are they only minus one forty at your Pittsburgh Penguins who are two and four? Oh, I I I told the fellas last night it was minus one thirty last night. I said that will not be minus one thirty when we, you guys wake up in the morning. You want to take your shot, take your shot. And go bet Colorado. You're getting a much better number tonight than you will tomorrow. What's the I don't rationale? know how much higher you can go, but like this is. Uh, Why can't you go much higher than that? As the book, you can't because you just know you're going to get the avalanche of money on the other side. I didn't even no, mean to use no, the word. Avalanche. <laughs> no pun yeah. intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Really, there wasn't. I would tell you if it was. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> um, listen, man, the Penguins are getting old fast. Agent and dog years. They look, they just, I don't want to say they look like the Capitals did the other night when I was watching last them night. play. Last night. Well, they won last night, but they they just look slow. There's nothing. I I don't know. It's kind of it's you know there's gonna be nights that they're just gonna be better. Mm-hmm. Is tonight that night? Jari makes 38 saves. They win 
okay, 3-2 maybe, something like that. But I, I don't think they're stopping Colorado scoring three goals minimum tonight. Right. It's the only way they lose is if they don't get three goals. I think if they get three, it's a, they're winning. The only the Avalanche have only scored less than three goals one time this season. Five two two one four one four nothing six four seven four. Their uh, offense is unbelievable. Their offense is just it's un, I would say unstoppable, but it's yeah. Good luck. It's really hard to hold them down. No question. That's that's. I mean, let's see. Oh, see, it's creeping up now. There's a couple places already at 145. Okay. Over six and a half. It's because of Colorado's offense. Seven, three, five, four, 10, 11 goals scored in games involving the Avalanche. Boy, they may light the Penguins up tonight. They could, but Jari's good at home, though. I mean, that's the thing. Jari's been good this year to start and good at home. So it's tough to say that. I mean, I agree. But, I mean, like, they beat the Avalanche. Sorry, they beat the Blackhawks 4-0. And it was, the ice was tilted, literally, like, just like, you know, all in. They spent the entire time in the Blackhawks zone. Like, Mrazek was unbelievable. To only lose 4-0. It could have been 10-0. Right. But... Now, Jari could do the same thing where you're like, oh, game's going to fly over. Well, if the Penguins don't score, no, it's not going to fly over. <laughs> right. So, for nothing is under. That's the problem with it. Like, you're better off betting the puck line, but then the puck line, they lose, you know, 3 2. Game goes under, you lose the puck line. Well, this is a classic. If you don't, I mean, if you don't like laying 135 or 140 or whatever on Avalanche, just bet them to win in regulation. It's even money, I think. Oh, yeah. That's a good bet. In fact, I'll probably make that bet. Avalanche, even money on a regulation win. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. It's Georgiev in net tonight for the Avalanche. So, uh, Speaking of 6-0s, and O's, the wild 6-0 and o to gifts. Goals in the first 10 minutes this year. This price is kind of stunning. It's like it's playable at minus one forty eight for a team that's been this consistent having a goal score in the first ten minutes. I don't know. Is Fanduel still at five and a half? I gotta see. It was five and a half this morning. I couldn't. I was like, wait, what? From a total perspective, six everywhere, including Fanduel. Hold on, they don't do sixes. Yeah, let me look, look, look. Uh, They're six and a half. Oof, they've gone the other way. (laughs) Okay, juice to the under. Any five and a half? There's not a single. I like their number. There's not a single five and a half on the board tonight. No. Wow, they got hammered. They, that number was wrong. Five and a half this morning and six was wrong. Rightfully so. <sighs> I mean, the Wild aren't playing a lick of defense. They're giving up goals like crazy. How are they favored? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> how in the hell are they favored sidewise? Yep, and they're favored. I mean. I, I mean, that's the, when we put a pick. Like, I again, I'm out of the game, but I still do the numbers. I and mean, I just put a pick and let them bet me Minnesota up. Um, they, they went a little high. It looks like some places opened at minus 130, and it's coming down. Philly's the side. It's the only side. They're both 3-2-1. and one. They both have seven points. Uh, the mm-hmm. Wild. 
given up 25 and scored 25. The Flyers have scored 18 and given up 16. Carter Hart's been pretty good. It's a different game, right? Like this one might be the one that doesn't get there in the first 10 because of, because of the Flyers. Right. You know, they stop Uh, them and they don't score and then we don't get a goal. Yeah, well, yeah. Phillies five and one to the over in the first period. Minnesota's four and two to the over in the first period. Six and zero. Oh, Minnesota to the gift. Philly is five and one to the gift. Flyers and over. Yeah, I think over is a good play. For the game, I mean, that's what it looks like. You want a game to watch? Here's your this game to watch. Game. This, this is, is the best, game. This is the best game of the night. Toronto at Dallas. Pick them. Who wins? Columbus, Montreal is not the game. In the oh, yeah, that's it's a great like, game. I love that game. Yes, sign me up. Woo. <laughs> yes, sir. What a great game. That's going to be a good be. hockey game. Is this a national game? I don't think so. I don't think there is a national game tonight because TNT's got... Uh, the only game is ESPN Plus on Minnesota Philly. Everything else is is regional. Wow. No national games Thursday tonight. night hockey games on. Oh, because they did Tuesday with the whole Frozen Fury thing. Yeah. Um, I can't. This is this is an opportunity to learn about both teams. How gritty is Toronto? Because this game is going to get nasty. They got you're going to get hit all over <laughs> the ice. Are they going to answer back? Is Dallas? going to be able to score if they get down are they going to chase and score and come back or are they going to get undisciplined and then this thing ends Toronto 4-1 I don't know I I I this is this is a I mean the lines pick up now yep circa minus 108 minus 102 <laughs> minus 110 minus 115 Dallas only the minus I guess because uh I mean, it's under versus over. So what do you think happens? Dallas wins, it goes under. Toronto wins, it goes over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Six is a perfect number. The final score of this game is either it's four. It's six now? Yeah, it's six everywhere. Oh, it was six and a half this morning. There's only two six and a halves left. Okay. And one of which is at FanDuel. And, and you like the under, it's minus 124, under six and a half at FanDuel. Toronto's a slight favorite. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They're always, I mean, they will not go to six. They do not do it. Oh, uh, Wedgwood's in. Thanks, big business. He just came in. As I'm tr- okay with Wedgwood. That's jet. fine. I don't have a problem. Okay, with but it's not Ottinger. I have, a, I have no problem with either one. I really don't. I mean, it, last year for a stretch there, Wedgwood was better than, better than Ottinger for a while. I'm totally fine with Wedgwood. That's yeah. I, I know I have no issues with the stars. I both, they're like the Bruins. Swayman, Allmark don't care. Wedgwood, Ottinger don't care. They're both very, very good. Your I'm okay with it. Shot, by the way. We only have you on audio right now. My video is shot. You're frozen. You haven't moved in two minutes. Oh, okay. Um, do you want to try refreshing while we're here, or do you want yeah, to wait till should. bonus time? Yeah, I'll do it now. It's only All right. they're killing. The they're killing you with the first. Okay. Yeah. So, oh look, I can stay. How about this? I'll stay on this side of the line and talk to you guys till he gets back. The look is priceless. Crunchy, you're right. Can't believe he said that this is the game of the night. This is the game of the night. Oh, he's back. Oh, you look great. Okay. So it was just a connection 
issue. Oh, so. thank you. You're fixed. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So, and um, I stayed on. I right. walked the feed. I, I stayed on. I just I, leaned to the right and got don't out. Know, the, I don't know how. Right in the middle of the line, but that worked. It's really interesting how that works. But yes, it, yeah, I can disconnect and you can still keep going. So we're all good. Uh, and then finally, Rangers, Edmonton. Is total still six? Uh, total is still six. It's six flat. and a half. Obviously. It's six and a half at, at FanDuel because they don't go to six. But let's see. Minus yes, 134 in the under. Can you, you want under in this game? Oh, oh God, crap. no. God, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Hell no. No. But I, I, I bet the first period. Edmonton's five and one to first period overs. New York's four and two. Yesterkin's two and one. First period overs. Sometimes you got to pick on bad teams when you're betting. I think the Oilers are a bad team right now. I just need one goal for them, one goal for the Rangers, and we're good. One one after one, we're all good. Two nothing, Rangers after one, we're good. Right. So I, I don't know who wins the game. I just, why do you think Fanduel is going to be like? Do you think they're getting hit hard by being off market with their totals? Not yet. It's early in the season. Last year, it happened last year too, though. Like they are all, they are always off market. Either five and a half. Or over, or either too high or too low. One of the two. Yeah, I love it. What's what? Like, ex- explain that. Why? What? How can what, every book have six and a half? What's their philosophy? But, but this is this is a this is not like a one time thing though. This feels like a a thought out process, a strategic move that they are making to have their numbers be like this. Well, I'd have to ask somebody specifically. Because they're always, it's always where the number is going to go. They're always going ahead. Most of the time. Not most all of the time. time, but most of the time. A lot so of like, times they're trying to lead. If it's six, it's going to be six and a half. If it's five and a half, it's going to be six. If it's, if it's six and going down, it's going to be, they're going to go ahead and they're going to be at five and a half. Like it's, they almost like are, they know what direction that the number is going to go either by the offshore numbers or whatever that they're seeing. And they're like, okay, we're going to be, everyone else is at six, go to five and a half or everyone else is at six. And I go at six and a half, go to six and a half first. Yeah. And they just won't go to six. They won't, they don't give you the push potential. They'd rather lose than push. Why don't other books follow that? Um, no, some books are just risk averse and don't want to do it. You have a decision on every game. Right. So you'd rather have, I mean, there's other books that would just put the number what the number is. They have no problem putting a number at six and a half and under minus 150. Right. Like, you know, yep. that's, they'd rather get more juice and leave it at that. And maybe they have a little more gamble in them. Maybe they have a, a, a really, someone they really trust doing the hockey numbers and saying, go ahead, do it. Do, just do it. As long as, as long as we're not getting killed and we're winning, we'll keep doing it. Um, there could be some market manipulation as well. Oh. I mean, they may be doing that, oh. <laughs> trying to get other books to move closer to their number. Oh, because you know, there might be a reason to do that. <laughs> could be a number of things. I just love it because I've said this, since the time I was in Curacao, because when I was in Curacao, there was way more numbers. Okay. 
it was okay to be minus 138 when the market was 132 or 127 or whatever, like on Moneyline Sports. It was okay if we sat in an office and thought eight was the number on a football game and everyone else was at seven, we sat at eight and we took bets until we wanted enough money and then moved it. Now, because of the syndicates, the bots, and everything else, I mean, in the homogenization of the line, I don't think it's good for the business. So be different. I mean, it's just like big retailers and small retailers. When you're selling the same product, the big retailers all have the advantage. They're margin because of volume. They can do whatever. They can make the price whatever they want. Fair. You know, our family business, we were selling VCRs and Walkmans and all this stuff. And we were one of the few places like downtown Pittsburgh that would have it and do it. We knew what our margins were. Well, Circuit City and all these other big places came in. They were selling it for our cost. <laughs> My dad looked at me and said, it's over. What, what's over? We've got to go out of business. We cannot compete with this. Why? How can we sell this product, the same product? Mm. Dad, they're going to come in. They're getting a personal service. They're just, I was trying to make a case for it. And he'd be like, it's only going to work for so long. We have to figure out different ways to make money. And eventually he was right. I mean, you know, and I knew I knew it too. It's the same thing with this. So being different, let's go. As long as you're taking bets. Right. Right. I, I think it's good for the business. I would love for, you know, the game tonight. Somebody should have Buffalo minus eight, minus eight and a half, minus nine, minus nine and a half, minus 10. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because as a better, if you wanted to take 10, you could do it. The option lay eight, you could do it. Right. If you wanted to do both, you could do it. Arbing. Yeah. And you can't. So, all right. All right. So, this is the story of the day in the content space. Holy crap. For the first time, an NHL player, although he is a restricted free agent, not on a roster at the moment, Shane Pinto has been suspended 41 games by the NHL for activities related to sports wagering. He issued the following statement saying, I want to apologize to the NHL, the Ottawa Senators, my teammates, the fans in the city of Ottawa, and most importantly, my family. I take full responsibility for my actions and look forward to getting back on the ice with my team. Suspension is retroactive to the Senators' first game of the season. Pinto is currently without a contract as a restricted free agent. The Senators, in a statement issued saying, Shane's a valued member of our hockey club, engaging, intelligent young man who made a poor decision, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's unclear how Pinto violated the sports wagering policy. According to the NHL, the league's investigation found, quote, no evidence that Pinto made any wagers on NHL games. According to the Ottawa Sun, Pinto had an online gambling account in the U.S. that was flagged by the NHL integrity protection partner, which alerted the league. The Sun writes that it was, quote, because of unusual activity. The hell does that mean? <laughs> the hell does that mean i asked you you didn't know i nope. asked another i sent a couple texts to other people like what does unusual activity mean but go ahead this marks the first gambling related suspension in the nhl since the legalization of sports wagering via the u.s supreme court in 2018 the investigation into pinto was ongoing for a few weeks it was it was completed on wednesday the nhlpa was aware of the investigation as it would be throughout any legal matter involving players the NHL and the NHLPA collective bargained an agreement that stated 
that states gambling on any NHL game is prohibited. It's a rule posted in every dressing room around the league. The NHL constitution, a document that details everything from club ownership rules to the powers of the commissioner conveys similar information. Players and those working for a team or the league are allowed to bet on non NHL games. So what the hell did he do? Because it states he did not bet on games. He didn't bet on the NHL, but an activity was flagged on a U.S. online account to Pinto, which got him suspended for 41 games. So just talking that out and listening and trying to figure out what the hell he did, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing they flagged his account because he wasn't where he said he was. Whether he was like, you know, if he was in Canada and he had a U.S. account that had activity and was betting. Okay. So he gave his account to somebody else? Uh, I don't know. But without knowing. So were they betting like, on NHL if, games? If So like, you know, we got Bonvi up in Canada, just to use an example. Okay. If Bonvi has an account in New Jersey and his account is working in New Jersey, but we know Bonvi is in working. He's back to work. Congratulations, by the way, Bonvi. But somebody can go, wait a second. I just saw that guy doing a show or I saw him at his job yesterday, but he made his account had six bets yesterday. Not on NHL. He bet on the NFL. Maybe that's the activity. I don't know. I mean, again, it states the policy states that it's illegal to bet on NHL games. You can bet on non NHL games. That's legal. So who cares if somebody else was, who cares if somebody else was using the, you know what those kids in Iowa did? I know, but that's not, these aren't college kids. That, that was underage gambling. This is not underage gambling. But it wasn't always on them doing it. It was their accounts. But it, they're underage. They were signing, getting so signed up for accounts. It would have been a violation if it wasn't their accounts. No, it wouldn't have been. They, they got busted oh. for e- underage gambling is what they got busted for. Their parents were signing up for accounts that the kids were using on their phones, using their parents' account underage gambling. That's what got the Iowa kids in trouble. This is not someone under the age of 21. This is a, this is someone who's in Canada betting in the U S maybe not they somebody else say. is betting. No, somebody else is betting the U S his account. He's in Canada. The account's in the U S the accounts being used with, with, by somebody in the United States with him in Canada that gets you 41 games for half a season. Uh, I mean, the minimum salary for an NHL player is $750,000. Did you look that up? That's, yes. That's what it is now? Is it, yes. Three quarters of a million dollars? Yeah. So this basically chopped him. I mean, he's making a league minimum. He just lost $350,000. I hope whatever he was betting was worth it. I mean, at some point, you have to make that decision. But at, at, at the same time, the leagues are partners with everything. There's advertising every whistle. For a book, go to a game. You hear the ads. You see it on the dashboards. 
Everything in between periods is brought to you by this, brought to you by that. Oh, sign up an account, do a sports book, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, I mean, someone Ross is saying VPNs are a wonderful thing. Kevin is saying you can't use someone else's account. It's got to be in the terms and conditions of any sports book. I will agree with you. It is in terms terms and conditions. What does that have to do with an NHL suspension? Who the hell cares? You're violating the terms and conditions of a sports book app. Doesn't matter. This is an NHL suspension for half the year. Well, I mean, it's the Calvin Ridley thing, right? It's Ridley admitted to really he raised his hands. I made these bets. This guy's they're saying publicly he did not bet on the NHL. I read one story after you sent me this and I, I looked at it. I talked to someone who's a writer and does some other stuff and they asked me and I was like, I don't know anything about this right now. I'm literally just getting it all right now. Right. Apparently he went to see a skating coach in New York and then had to come back. Like there was something there and they were like, did he did pick up, drop off? Did he set up the account and then say – here, you run the account, and I'll be back there, and I'll tell you what to do. Who knows? Or so I'll was he giving that. information to people? Who knows? I don't this know. Is, this we is need right to know what the, the violation is. Yeah, so I'll, I'll read this. This is from the story, okay? Uh, the National Hockey League's Player Association was fully aware of the situation and has been negotiating with the league on Patino's behalf in this settlement. But uh, Pinto, sorry, not Pacino, Pinto won't be eligible to play until January 21st against Philadelphia, but there's no way he'll be ready to suit up in that game. Pinto will have to spend time with the club's AHL affiliate in Bellevue before we can even think about returning to the NHL. Quote, this is important because it goes to the integrity of the game. A league source oh, told, told the Ottawa center Thursday, it's the appearance of impropriety. That's the problem. You just can't have that as a league. Once you turn into the system, especially with, with our new partners in the gambling world, it's not good. You kicked the wrong hornet's nest. The appearance of the integrity of games, whoa. So what did Pinto do? League sources say Pinto's online gambling account in the United States was flagged by a company that is partnered with the league because of unusual activity, and it contacted the NHL's head, of off, head office recently. Since then, the league has been conducting a thorough investigation and clearly found something that was untoward or Bettman wouldn't have come down so hard in his ruling it is believed a third party was involved that may have had access to Pinto's account and may have been, and that may have been the issue for the player. I I, I mean, this is <laughs> players are not allowed to wager on sport on other, on other sporting events. And it's not unusual. Sorry. Players are allowed to wager on other sporting events. It's not unusual for a team to have a weekly NFL pool in their room. hundred percent that I know that happens. It's not known when this investigation started, but Pinto spent four days in Ottawa recently working with a skating development coach, Pat Malloy, and then unexpectedly left town to return to his hometown of Franklin, New York, about 10 days later. His return to Ottawa was viewed as a promising sign that the two sides were close to a deal. Oh, the he club was in had the been, U.S. and went back to Canada and came back. Okay. The club had been trying to clear cap space to make room for Pinto's contract. Uh, I mean, wh what did he do? What are we doing? I don't it looks know like it was, doing. it looks like they're suspending him because of the idea that he might've done something. <laughs> like, they <don't, laughs> like they don't know exactly what he did. Or at least they're not reporting what he did. Again, 
you can reach out to me at Sports BK and say, if you don't know, at the NHL, you can reach the show at Boston versus the book. We'd love to have you on, talk about it. You can reach Matt at Sports Talk. Matt, um, I don't know, man. That's that's that. I read the article, and the first thing I said to you was hello, and then the second thing I said was, <laughs> what, was what exactly did he do? <laughs> and you're like, well, they didn't say. And I said, don't they have to say? And you said, no, they don't have to say anything. Well, they didn't. That, no, that was a have... word salad. Yep. They can just say, that. you violated it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's odd. If you guys are live on YouTube and Twitter, don't move. We'll continue this conversation over on the other side for bonus time. If you are live or you're listening on the playback for Sports Grid TV or for Sirius XM, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow coming up. For Roll Call Friday, bonus time starts right now. They're making an example of him. For what reason, though? I know they are. But for what reason? They must have him dead to rights, and he just said, okay. They must. Otherwise, why wouldn't you fight it? Like, what do I mean? I didn't do anything wrong. What did I I, I lawyer up? Contract yet. Yeah. He needs a contract. They got this guy. All right. We need, we're going to make an example of you there. I don't know if they actually told him this. Maybe they right. told his agent. Maybe they didn't tell him anything, but right. we need to make an example of this because we can't have these fucking players betting or talking to people who bet or setting up an account for somebody so they can bet or any of it. Like, because you get the, you get the Puig situation, the Puig situation is real and kind of related to that other text you sent me with that other story about the other things that are going on. They went after this guy because he got money. Right. And said, we'll do the betting. You set up the account and, you know, you get X amount percentage, whatever. And the league goes, hold on. What are you doing? Can't do that. You're going to mess up the integrity of the game. Well, yeah, but wait, isn't the first period shootout thing sponsored by DraftKings? Well, yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Don't worry about that. Doesn't every moment mean more? We can bet on shots on goal for every individual player in every game. Doesn't that mean more? Well, yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. The MGM is the king of the sports books. We got BetMGM all over every fucking thing, and we got the greatest hockey player in the world named Wayne Gretzky as our fucking spokesman. Does that mean anything? Well, no, 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 don't worry about that. No, 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 you... You can't bet on them NFL games through that guy. You can't do that. We're whacking you. 41 games. Fuck you. What did I do? Fuck you. So that's, you know, so them young kids are like 20 years old. Never even. Wow. They took, they, they suspended him for half a season. What did he do? I don't know, but don't go on the betting apps. You go on the betting apps, man. Don't talk to that guy. You know that guy? He's a he's a bookie before. Is he still doing it? I don't know. Can't talk to him no more. I mean, he lost over $325,000 minimum. I mean, who wrote that statement that he apologized for? What did he do? He apologized right. for all this stuff. What did he do? <laughs> it's a big problem. It's a big question. It needs to be answered. At some point, I think it will be answered, but it's, I don't know, 41 games is 41 games for not betting on the NHL.
Oh no, you froze audio and face. Oh no, that one's going to appear in a video. They're going <laughs> to cut that for sure. Mikey, awesome. Somebody's cutting that one. Are you back now? You are now. Yes. Woo. All right. Yeah, yeah, we're back now. All right. A couple quick combat sports stories for you guys. If, just so because we, we missed these yesterday. So we can just kind of quickly jump yeah. on this. So John Jones is injured. He's out. It's Pavlovich against Aspinall for the interim heavyweight championship in New York at UFC 295. This is not what anybody wanted from a UFC standpoint because it was supposed to be MSG. It'll be a monster event. Steve Bamiotis is not fighting either. They will fight at some point. John Jones injured his shoulder. He ripped the tendon off his off the shoulder clavicle, whatever the hell happened inside of his shoulder. It's an eight-month rehab for John Jones. So that is a significant blow to the company. Big payday, big pay-per-view potential all down the drain now for UFC 295. Dana was not happy about it, but you know, it is what they is. It's a it's a fighter's card. I mean, there's a couple of really good. I mean, Pereira is fighting now in the main event. There's some good, really good fights for UFC 295. But the Jones versus Stipe heavyweight championship, you know, historic bout will not happen now. And there is question as to whether it ever will happen, given the age for Stipe Miocic not getting any younger. So that's that's unfortunate. Uh, we have a boxing fight happening this weekend with Tyson. <laughs> is this Fury. really a boxing fight? No, this is an exhibition and this is leading the lambs to slaughter. Francis Ngannou will be fighting off against Tyson Fury. Uh, as, uh, Alistair Overeem, former UFC heavyweight, telling the folks at MMAfighting.com that he believes that Francis will shock the world. It'll be, it's going to be a brutal force KO of Tyson Fury. Did AI write that? Is that an AI written statement? No, it doesn't even mean it's going Al, to be a brutal force KO. I, who knows? going to knock him out. But yes. Come on. Stop. So, he is a plus 800 dog. If you agree with this watching, watching uh, Francis hit the pads yesterday during the open workout. I took the video of it and I sent it to one of my, one of my boxing coaches. And I said, I, I need your breakdown on this because are you seeing what I'm seeing? And he said, to me, he posted basically to paraphrase that um, Francis wants a payday. His coaches want a payday and they ain't teaching him shit. Um, <laughs> and he's going to get annihilated by Tyson Fury. Going to get it, hit a lot. It literally is named the round for Tyson. Whenever he wants to end it, he'll end it. He wants to carry him for a couple of rounds and carry him for a couple of rounds. If he wants to have a first round knockout, he can have a first round knockout. Whatever Fury wants to do. This is going to work. This will be like a the worst version of a Jake Paul fight against an MMA fighter. Like when Jake Paul fought against Ben. Um, uh, what the hell's that guy? <clears throat> Got with the curly hair. Aspirin, Askren. When he fought Ben Askren, it's going to be a worse version of that. That was terrible. And this fight's going to be terrible. This fight, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even watching this terrible. fight. It's going to be absolutely terrible. Um, a couple of sports betting stories. Uh, this comes from our friends at Sports Handle. We got a couple of them Sports Handle stories um, yep. to get into here. Uh, no, where's that title? I guess I didn't put that on there. Sorry. Well, let's use this one. So ESPN bet, according to one venture capitalist, a guy at 76 Capital, who we know pretty well, yep. believes that ESPN bet is going to become <laughs> a number one sports Sorry. betting app in the biz. Yep. Do you agree? No. 
No, I talked to uh, to Matt, the guy who wrote the article, Rob Boltowski from yeah. Sport Channel. Yep, and I said, um, "Wow, what do you think?" And he's like, "I just write the article." <laughs> um, yeah, good luck. But I, I understand what Wayne's doing. He, Wayne's trying to get more money. Wayne, Wayne's a venture capitalist. He wants to believe in it. He wants to know that it's going to work and can help it work. But he said no. ESPN has an amazing opportunity to do something special. Uh, sorry, incredibly special. They can do a great job of integrating, which I believe they will, with sports betting into their overall programming. How's it been working so far? I don't know. ESPN hasn't had a book yet. Yeah, but they've been integrating the sports betting content nonstop for yeah. But it's, years. it's a third party. It's a third party. This is theirs, right? So what they're going to change the what they're going to make the content better? Or they're going to make no. The I just wonder if better. the if the public is more accepting of it because it's ESPN. I think it'll be less. Less. It'll be less. Really? Yeah. And I think there's going to be huh. there's going to be interesting uh, associations. Yeah. There's going to be gaming commissions that are going to go. That's a big question. Yeah, that's a big question. You can't go on all your shows and tell people to bet this and then book the bet. There has to be a separation. There has to be a line, a third party. Mm -hmm. And people are going to see that. Wait a second. You got these people coming on and telling me to bet over Josh Allen pass attempts tonight. And you're booking the bet. Why would you tell me the right thing? You're going to lose money. Your own money because you're booking the bet. So I don't believe you. But could, couldn't their defense be that it's Penn's license, not ours? It says ESPN bet. On right. It. But, but if when I go bet at Boyd, I see FanDuel and I'm betting with Boyd's license. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying yeah. what they're going to say back. They're going to, wait a minute. ESPN, Walt Disney does not have a sports book. We have a white labeled app using Penn's technology and Penn's license. Who paid for it? Penn is. Penn's paying for the white label. It's Penn's book. Okay. They're just using the white label brand, just like Boyd's using the white label brand of Fandle, uh, Fandle in Vegas, because Fandle is not licensed here, but they know that it's a better brand for Boyd to get people's attention to use FanDuel in Vegas, ESPN bet is going to be Penn's way of white labeling their tech into people's lives. The tech better work. That's the other thing. Mm, yeah. You know, do you remember the ESPN, the flip phone? Oh, I remember all of them. Yep. I remember ESPN, the magazine, ESPN, the flip phone, ESPN zones. I mean, this is just the latest iteration of what ESPN's done. But and all it, those things, ESPN didn't own ESPN the magazine. ESPN did not own the ESPN zones. ESPN the phone, I don't know who owned that. I'm guessing they didn't. Like ESPN has has lent out their brand to other companies before. Long track record of success doing it too. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So there is I not bet one. enough. So what's interesting is that there was a survey done where I think it would be interesting. It's of interest. Anybody who's kind of watching these things as to exactly what people are going to, oh, there's, there it is uh, here. Yep. Media survey gave an edge to fanatics over ESPN bet. 
as a disruptor of the industry for FanDuel and DraftKings. Approximately 65% chose Fanatics as the one that will wrestle away market share from the big four, which is Caesars, BetMGM, FanDuel, and DraftKings, not ESPN Bet. If you were ESPN, would that concern you? That the gambling public kind of disagrees? I don't know who took this survey. Uh, It was done by Digital Sports by HPL conducted a comprehensive survey about who would be the industry disruptor. The survey was completed by about 30 leading journalists in the sports betting industry. 30 one journalists. Long, <laughs> one long-term horizon, roughly 65% of respondents selected Fanatics as a brand that would earn enough market share to shake up the big four. The question was posed as a binary proposition. The journalists could either select Fanatics or ESPN bet. They could not choose a tie. Mm. <laughs> so 30, 30 people. people they asked and said which one do you think guys and then they write an article and put it out there to do doing this it's awesome i love so, the procedures <laughs> and stuff. it's it's amazing to me uh it, it's like the hot paper lantern ceo ed moed ask him if he wants to come on the show let's have ed on ed uh told sport channel Fanatics clearly has the upper hand from the survey of how they're viewed. People love swag. It's the reason why Fanatics is beloved. Oh, because people <laughs> buy the jerseys and the hats are going to bet. That's what they keep selling. That's what they're getting money on. Venture capitalists giving them money because we have all these stores and outlets to sell in online and people yep. buy the stuff. So they're going to bet now because they like the hats. They're going to get $20 same game parlays. It's complete nonsense, P-Roll, but it is what it is. I mean, I don't listen. It's working. These people are, it's working. Fanatics right. is going to have a sports book. They're legal in a couple of places already. Are they going to be a market disruptor? No, but if no? the deck works, no. They're not going to be a market. They have their own tech. They built their own platform. I know. It better work. They if it does. It from someone else, tweaked it, changed it. Good luck. It better work. If it works, they're going to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the problem is the same problem we have with the hats. A lot of people are getting Fanatics merch, and they're not happy with it. That's the other thing. That if you get out with the people and you know and you talk to people, you read the stuff from the people online and all those other things. Mm-hmm. Just because it looks like it's supposed to, if it doesn't wash well, wear well, whatever, size is wrong when you get it, customer service not the greatest, people will complain and they will go somewhere else to get whatever. You got one shot with the sportsbook business. If it don't work, Man, we're going somewhere else. I know it works. Just be careful. Interesting. One more quick one before better to book mm-hmm. it. Uh, a University of Memphis researcher set out to find. This is great. You got to make sure we talk about this tomorrow on a regular show for or the regular time for uh, Friday because I want to ask. I want to ask the chat this question. But go ahead. Okay. Does house money or skill keep sports bettors coming back for more? A University of Memphis researcher got his hands on 45 million wagers overseas in Czech in the Czech Republic, by the way, offering a peek into the mind of a sports gambler. Mm-hmm. So what they did was a seven-year period, 45, 45 million bets placed by more than 90,000 bettors. 
They went through it, and what they what they uncovered. That's a study, by the way. Seven years, ninety thousand. Now we got numbers. Go ahead. Yeah, forty five million. Essentially, what was uncovered from this, and this should be something that is really in bold face to the sports books. One obvious takeaway for sports betting companies, especially those utilizing the quote soft model is that limiting customers who have demonstrated an ability to win is not a successful long-term strategy. Quote, oh, <laughs> quote, please. The house always wins in the long run and house money is the greatest driver of continued betting. Clearly the gambling company should encourage them to gamble the money away. So they end up a net positive. Essentially saying that house money is a better predictor of future gambling than a better who updates their beliefs about their gambling prowess in a positive manner. This flies in the face of other research as to what a near miss does to one's noggin. This article, you guys should really read this. It's long, but it has a lot to do with the fact that how a gambler, how their brain comes into play that essentially when you win, people aren't, automatically going to the near miss effect. I'll just read this. The near miss effect is what they're talking about. In other words, either you win and you think you're good. So you continue betting or you win and you figure you've got house money to play with. So you keep gambling. They looked at parlays, which do something somewhere in between. If you had a, if you had five things in a parlay and, and are correct in four of them, if you look at it like a rational individual, you would update your beliefs about your abilities, but you don't get house money. <laughs> Basically, get four out of five parlay items right. The, the, the rational response is, is, quote, I'm pretty good at this. I should bet more often. But in fact, these near misses, as it's put in the survey, have surprisingly little value to the better. Mm-hmm. What we find is that when it comes to near misses, your propensity to gamble more is lower than if you actually win. win. When you win, the vast majority of the effect as to whether you're going to continue to gamble or not is about 70 to 88%. That you will. That you will. To yes. So just an interesting idea that, you know, the way the human brain is working when it comes to this stuff. If you've ever done it, either at a blackjack table, at a craps table, at a video poker machine, or in a sports book. Most of the time, when you're winning, you're playing more. When you're losing, if you're chasing, you're doing the absolute wrong thing and making right. it way worse. Way worse. But a lot of times you lose, you leave. You stop, you take a break, whatever. You come back the next time, you got money, you play. I used to say this all the time. I learned this, again, in my... Life experience down offshore. Guy just beat us for 22000 this past week. Mm -hmm. We would sit there and pray he didn't call to take his money out. We needed him to bet more. <laughs> Guys, I used to watch it in the books here in Vegas. Guy would beat us up for the weekend, come in from somewhere, and just, he was right, way more than he wasn't. He didn't know shit. He just was having a good week. He's on a heater. Kick that guy out. Don't let him bet. Limit his account. What are you talking about? He's leaving with our money. Hold on. You can't get it back. Let him play. You can't get it back. And he ain't going to stop betting. 
he's going to go bet it somewhere else. So why would you cut him off? In That's- a game of, as, as written in the study, in a game of skill, it has, there, there are rich psychological research that shows a near miss provides a unique response in your brain. In a game of skill, it has an effect. But this data shows real life examples. The theory says a near miss should cause someone to gamble more, but it doesn't. When you win, you're motivated to gamble more than just thinking you're you're doing great. Winners keep part of gambling in the heater is knowing when to walk away. On hundred percent. And the best thing that the book wants to do or the house wants you to do is keep on playing. Their job is to do what casino did. Million dollar guy comes in, takes you for four million dollars at the Baccarat table. Oh, the plane broke. Get him back. Here's a whole floor to yourself. Keep playing. Now you walk out, you take your four million, you lose that, and then you lose two million of your own money before you go back out the door. Jimmy Jackakika with four Ks said it's a bad summary of the article. If you're a pro sports better, you don't give it back. So that's why they cut it off. Cut what do you, you mean? That's such. N- <laughs> that's Jimmy. <laughs> I want the pro sports better betting every day. Because again, if you think the pros don't better, lose, you don't understand what this is. Okay. If you're buying into the bullshit that's been sold to you about these ideas that pros don't lose. <laughs> I mean, if you've listened to the show, Dave's told you how many times he's taken the biggest of bets of people who tell, talk about the biggest game and what their records really were. I mean, Billy Walters goes on and tells everybody and his, when he was here for bet bash, he wrote a book and said 1% of people win 1%. How are they all on fucking Twitter? Uh, it's amazing to me. How are they all have their own shows? Bullshit. You don't win every fucking day. You don't win every fucking year. You don't. The the hot, you know who does win? The guy taking 11 to 10. As the as the line says, 11 versus 10 built this. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, and if you can't beat a guy, okay, you can limit him, but throwing him out is not the answer. These Euro guys, the soft book model, They don't want to do the work. There's a guy that wrote a tremendous thing today that I read that I can't wait to meet at some point. His name's Luke Patone. I don't know him from Adam, but he right. He's, he's having these like Jerry Maguire moments because he's been a professional better for a long time. He must've worked at a book at some point. And now he just says, fuck it. I'm just telling the truth. Mm -hmm. He wrote an article to like a, a post on Twitter. That was just outstanding talking about 10 years ago. He couldn't lose at golf betting. He was just picking this, choosing, winning, had an advantage. He said, there's not a book on planet Earth that wouldn't take his bets now the way he's going. He can't win a fucking bet. He was, I was so good. I was this, I was that. You have to constantly evolve. Now, there's a book that probably would have kicked him out 10 years ago, three years ago, five years ago, whatever it was. But well, they wouldn't be taking his bets. He's losing all the time now. It ebbs and flows. It's not one way or the other. And for guys to say that this is why you get kicked out of a book that have never either bet like that volume or booked it on that volume is both an injustice and it's naive. It's not personal. But like when I listen to people talk about this stuff, my answer is, well, just go bet. Like if you're going to do this, just go bet. 
You'll be that good. Just go do it. Watch how hard it is. Or when other people like professional betters or whatever these people are in the space try to tell people how to run a book, I offer to be their consultant. I'll help you run a book. Go run a book. Watch what happens when people come at you the way they're going to come at you. Like you came at people years ago. Beards, VPNs, all this other stuff, multiple, you know, the limit on a prop is a dime. Okay. Well, guess what? 25 people all somehow unrelated to each other, all bet the same prop James Harden shots under tonight for 800 at the same time. I'm the book. I want to take the limit bet at a dime, but I can't because you fuckers all figured out how to do it just at the same time. And now I'm exposed on it for 800 times 25. I got a $20,000 on exposure on a thing that I was trying to book honestly for a dime. Who's at fault? I don't know who's at fault, but it's not true. The I want a guy playing. I just keep playing. You're going to win some. I'm going to lose some. We're going to trade money. You're going to have a good year. I'm going to fucking pay you. When you lose, you're going to fucking pay me. Let's keep it going. You know, new season starts now. We got NBA. Let's go. You like NBA totals? Fire away. That's how the business is run. Should be run. Not well, run always at the moment and how things yeah. are. And the content space is a lot to blame for this too. There's a lot of things that are out there in terms of how. Listen, there are guys that win. Of course, but they're ghosts on Twitter. They're ghosts. I don't think any of them are on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. And and there are a couple guys on Twitter that do win. They do. They're winning right now. They didn't win five years ago. There's guys that won five and ten years ago that are on Twitter that couldn't pick their fucking nose right now. They couldn't pick the winners with tomorrow's newspaper. They couldn't. And that's fine, too. There's ebbs and flows to all of it. You have to evolve. There's no blanket statements. That's the that's the whole point of the argument. You know? No, but you want you want the people to keep betting. The numbers bear it out. The longer you play, the more often you play, the more the advantage is for the house. Players, we are at a disadvantage every bet we make. Always know that. <laughs> and so when you hear some of these records and some of these people selling picks and how I took it for this and that and the other. Sorry. The juice, if you follow the deal of juice, you should see it just for me alone, just as how it goes. The ebbs and the flows. Some days I go oh. five and oh, some days I go oh and five. Like <laughs> that's not abnormal. That's a very typical thing in terms of you're betting every day. You're going to have good days and bad days, no matter who you are. At the end of the day, 54% you're trying to win one more coin flip out of every what, a hundred, <laughs> you know? Just to get over on the juice. Well, yeah. I mean, so when, if you do a hundred coin flips and you win 54, you're you're a little bit ahead. I mean, and that's what we're trying to the do. Baseball number that you did. You, right. you did oh, the God. baseball explanation. Your baseball experience this year <laughs> is a perfect model for being good at it. Am I? I don't know if I'm good at Well, I, but I mean, you have more wins and losses. I am a 132 in 123. Okay, I so made that's... 254 bets. I was up 0. 0.74 units. <laughs> that's sports betting in a nutshell. <laughs> that's a lot of action. That's a lot of agita. That's a lot of research. <laughs> 
and you didn't even make a whole dollar. <laughs> if it was a dollar was right, a unit, but, you made yeah. 74 cents. So if, 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 if the unit was $100, I made $74 over 254 bets. <laughs> I mean, like, what does that tell you? This I, is, I, it's, I, it's almost I a few effort. I'm betting for six months to maybe go to like a quasi nice dinner. <laughs> it's amazing. It's the dumbest, but that, that's sports betting. I mean, that's that, you know, that's sports betting. That's one sport. I mean, I'm, I'm up 36 units in since last February on the juice, mainly because of three sports, hockey, college football, and NBA basketball. But, you know, I'm up six units in the NFL this year. I'm up, you know, 16 in college football this year, 22 in the NBA. You know, I'm down 10 in combat sports and, you know, I've, I've had a good run. I've had, I've had a good year. 2023 has been a good year, but there's no guarantee 2024 will be as good. There's no guarantee that the college football season will end where it is right now. I could go ice cold for the next eight weeks and right. lose it all. <laughs> like it's, and I say it all the time. Like I'm always waiting for that to happen. I'm not, I never hide from it. It's just frustrating when people were like, well, the pros get kicked out because they're winning so much. Really? Are they? Are they winning so much or is it just some arbitrary stupid thing? Cause we've seen people get kicked out for betting $65 in a game. And what makes somebody a pro? How much money you got to bet to be considered a pro? So anyways, better to book a time. I'm through a couple of these Georgia state plus one, nine and one, 10 and one, actually ATS on the road in the Sun Belt. I told you good luck. <laughs> I'll play the role of the book guy on here. Yep. I'll book it. Okay. I hope your trend continues. Good luck. First half over Buffalo Tampa Bay tonight. It was why 21. over uh, Buffalo is averaging 17 points per game in the first half at home. Tampa Bay is averaging 12 points per game in the first half on the road. Massive injuries for the Buffalo bills on defense. And I don't think this offense uh, sorry, I don't think this defense for the Bucks will stop a pissed off Bills team. Bills come out. Time under is just money. Yes, but this is not a full game under. 14 7, I push. I need three touchdowns in the first half. That's all I need. I say book it. I, this is this 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 is Buffalo, what? 13 to 3 at halftime, maybe? That's the only way it gets you. If Tampa scores, I think you're good. Yeah. If Tampa scores, you're good. I think they will. I think the Bills defense. They get a touchdown, then you're good. Yeah, I handicapped it 17-7. There you go. That's That's over. That's what I said. It was was, was 17-7. And so, or either way, I mean, because the way these (laughs) games have gone on Thursday, (laughs) it's been like, wait, what the the hell's going on? It could be 17-7 bucks over the Bills with the way things have gone for Buffalo lately. Right. So. That's why I'm not laying the points with the first half and 13, 10, I win, but 13, 10 doesn't cover the first half number. I'm watching hockey tonight, bro. Somebody over one and a half goals. First period Rangers and the Oilers. (laughs) Just for you guys who have the number, it's five and one to four and two. You're in net for the Rangers two and one. Campbell is his first home start, but he's given up 15 goals in four games. He's gotten absolutely smoked. Uh, that's expensive. It's minus 140 or was last night. Uh, Minnesota Philly, same bet, over one and a half goals. Bet it. 
uh, six and zero to a gift for Minnesota, five and one for Philadelphia. You can parlay that together, or just take or just lay the juice at minus one forty eight. It's not that bad. Uh, Guffson against Hart. Guffson is one and two to the overs, but this team has given up a ton of goals. Hart's three and zero to overs this season in the first period for them. Uh, Bruins Ducks under six is the last one. Jimmy Jack came in and said, by the way, the Bills team total first half is thirteen and a half. That might be a better bet than the whole first half over. 13-10 loses. 13-10 loses, it does. So that's why I didn't bet it. Right. I think 13-10 is possible. Yeah, not bad. So that's why I bet the over okay. instead. I just, I just, I looked at that. I looked at Team Total Buffalo, looked at the uh, side for Buffalo. Right. And I'm like, you know what? 13 10 beats me. I can get a touchdown and a field goal out of Tampa in the first half with the Bills defense being so banged up. Right. Turnover for the Bills. Josh Allen throws a pick. No, thank you. I think I would actually bet the team total over. 13? First half. I think I would, yeah. Like I, think I, they, I think they both I hit. I feel like I they scored twice. 14, though. 14-3 is, is where I'm at. But 14-7, you win. No, 14-7, you push. push. I'm fine. That's why I bet it. That's why I liked it. It's 21.5. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't play it at 21.5. Right. Okay. It moved up. It was 21 last night. Right. It moved up a half a point. So... That hook matters to me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So this one, Bruins, Ducks, under six. Allmark is 3-0 to the under. How does this go over? Anaheim's 3-0 to the under on the road. Boston, 2-0 to the under at home. Yeah, I would agree. Gibson against Allmark. We haven't done it for a while. I'd say this is a B-squared play. Ooh, baby. All little right. Thursday night. If you guys have stayed with us this long, and it'll do it very often, but this one will be surprising to me. We'll come on tomorrow. Uh, and recognize if it loses, but because we don't need to thump our chest when we win, I don't really do that. You don't need to do that with me, but I'm just going to put it out there. If you've stayed this long and you're listening, I don't really like this. B squared means Boston likes it, book likes it, B squared play under in the game. Yeah, I went one and four last night. I'm not putting my chest. Uh, okay. Big business. We had the Dallas and the Wimbiyama. Uh Gonna need sh- scooters on on the ice or shooters on the ice soon for the to Dallas. Yeah, Wedgewood's in. Don't mind it. Um, big business. Could you all explain to me how the mail or how the hell the mail in process works for a ticket? I have one from when I visited in July. Oh, for the books. Oh yeah. Um, the instructions are on the back of the ticket. Fill it out clearly. Use your best printing that you can print. Okay. And it tells you uh, where to mail it to. Make a copy of the ticket before you send it in the mail. But then follow the instructions. You send it certified mail so you know it's received. It happens every day. Oh, there's a mail. There's a mail processing department. Mail pay to processing department at every book. Oh, you send it in, they process the payment, they send you the money back. How? It gets Check. good. Yes. You can request a bank wire in the in the in the paper, like write a uh, letter. I would like a bank wire okay. for this money. And someone will contact you and they can wire the money. Not all books will do that. I know hundred percent all books will send a check. Right. Um Process takes four to six weeks. A lot of times they just doesn't always take that long, but they say leave four to six weeks from the time you mail it to get it, process it, get the check printed and send it to you. Bank wire could accelerate that. 
um, it will get done. Okay. Just, just, just do it that way. Or big business, you know, in case he's going to win the circuit contest or anything that he signed up for, just wait, just hold on to the ticket. It's good from, usually it says on the back of the Six ticket, months. every book's different. 180 days from the date of the event that was played. So if you bet on the Super Bowl, it's good from six, 180 days from the Super Bowl, not from the time you bet it in July. So just keep that in mind. But that's how the process works. Uh, and then finally, uh, Dave Daily Pick says, thank you for sharing your knowledge, Dave. So he gave you a big uh, super chat question thank you, for that. Favorite thing about today is what? I mean, I had a couple other things listed, but it might have been this marathon show. This might be our longest show ever. No. What, what show are we on, by the way? Was like 500-something? You know? Do you have a yeah. count? Yep. Hold on. We are on show number 458. Oh, I thought it was – okay. I thought it was – over 500 all right so no, 500 no, they, is our next me, when, when we get to 500 that'll be a seller but we'll do a whole big old thing for that that's coming up that's show number 500 will happen at some point in uh early december okay so before the end of the year we'll get to 500 okay um but yeah the the, the show and all the discussions and the freedom to speak our minds a little bit and have interaction with people we appreciate you guys being here um, and, uh, it's a hockey night So oh, yeah. in, in Pittsburgh. They used to say every night, it's a hockey night in Pittsburgh. It's a hockey night. I'll be watching hockey boys. You guys keep me abreast of the football. We got world series tomorrow. We got a couple guests, hopefully lined up. Um, be fun. My favorite thing about today will be later on tonight. We're having dinner with a good friend of ours who's in town, uh, from Cali. So looking forward to catching up with him and never met his wife before. So it'll be fun to meet him and have a conversation with him about what's going on. So that will be going on tonight. So looking forward to, to hopefully not dealing with tons of traffic. That's crossed my fingers. <laughs> I'm already not, dreading it. Dealing with, dealing with lots of traffic as we get down already there. Dreading it. Cause it's a little bit after rush hour, but it's kind of near rush hour. So we'll kind of see how that whole thing goes. He's Dave. I'm Matt tomorrow. We'll call Friday. Talk to you guys then. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Big show tomorrow for a Friday's BVB. Okay. Good there. Good there. Good there. Good there. Okay. So, ended. do you think what didn't end? We didn't end. You didn't end this shit.